Hey guys, brand new podcast this week. Uh, I'm on tour. Go to BurtBurtBurt.com. I'm in Atlanta at the Improv this week. I'm at Helium in Philly in a couple weeks. I'm doing Bird the Conqueror, which is airing on Travel Channel. Turn on Travel Channel, whatever channel it is on your house. And just start watching it. we got great shows on the network. I Go to BurtBurtBurt.com. Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Buy a shirt. Uh, buy a book. And, uh, and that's it. No, that's not it. Did I say who my guest is? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm getting interrupted by my wife, Leanne. She wants to say something real quick. What do you want to say, honey? We slept on the most comfortable pair of sheets last night from a great company called ParachuteHome.com. They have bedding made of 100% long staple Egyptian cotton. It's manufactured in Tuscany. It's been weaving bedding for nearly 80 years, and they ship it right to your door. Parachute also gives back in a really big way. They partner with the United Nations Foundation called Nothing But Nets, and this is a campaign that delivers life-saving malaria prevention bed nets to those in need. If you would like the most comfortable, most cool pair of sheets on the planet, go to parachutehome.com slash BERT. Use the promo code BERT, B-E-R-T, and Parachute will give you $25 off your first order. I hope you sleep as well as we did. Oh, I'm glad you told me that. Very informative. Today's podcast from Hollywood Anonymous on All Things Comedy Network, Brian Irwin and John Hook. Enjoy it, everybody. Love your life. Give yourself a hug today. Take a nap. Have a cocktail. Well, I don't know why I'm telling you this. Just listen to the podcast. This is All right, we're recording. Oh. I, don't, I, I, I feel weird about talking about it because I, I know that he's the kind of guy that he's like, don't fucking, you know, like there are certain guys that, you know, that, I don't know, I just, I just stay away from, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yep. Well, it's not even him. I think he's a he's a byproduct of the state of comedy is under attack. Yeah, I don't think he gives a fuck at he all. He doesn't. I don't think he has said he? nothing. I don't think. Yeah, well, that's my point is I I don't want to talk about it because he's not talking about it. Yeah, you if know he, that's I mean? yeah, I agree. Because well, then you. you're giving juice to the idiots that started it in the first place. Yeah, and they're the ones that are looking for the attention, not him. Yeah, and I and like I said, I didn't find anything fucking wrong with it. No, and everybody everybody's waiting in bushes to pop out and be offended. Everybody just wants to be offended. Okay, thank you for saying the dog's name after that because it sounded like you were talking to me. No, he's talking to you. <laughs> I give you. up an opinion. Oh, shut that's, up. That's shut nickname. up. Like, this will be fun. This will be a fun <laughs> hour. And I'm, and I'm not. Listen, and to finish this off, look, whatever Sinbad says, he says. Yeah, Sinbad is his own <laughs> man. Guy. Yeah, he's an adult. He's grew up in a different generation. Than he's we, did. What we like to call the business. Yeah, off the hook. he did not know as many white people as you did. Yeah. Sinbad. So he's going to say some things sometimes. Can I tell you, man, I tried to get Sinbad on my podcast because my cousin like worked with him, and I got his info, and I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying I'm bigger than Sinbad, but like, I'm not saying at all. But I'm saying like he could have uh, returned a call. It would, it, like, I was, I reached out to his people. They, that's their job. I was like, I'm, and by the way, we, I like, I was friends with like Baptist, like, uh, like really religious people when I was a kid. So the only comedy we could ever watch was Sinbad. Oh wow! It's, yeah, so, so like, you know a lot. You are familiar with his body of work. I'm, a, I'm familiar with Sinbad's is he, work. Is he considered a religious comedian? No, but he's no, but he's, he's so he's, clean that he's so clean. He's Christian. Okay, yeah, but that's but again, he's he's found that niche or whatever. And the like, I can be clean. I can be God fearing, and people will pay to see that because they're offended by everything else. So you're yeah. just doing this bland, you know. Which is again, I'm not shitting on his comedy or anything. Oh, no, you, yeah. you did. You did. 
Well, it's impressive to think that he worked clean at all. And, like, and, and, I, and, that you'd sell tickets working clean. Part of me wonders if it's a little bit of like a niche market. Like it is. Is that there's like there are people that are like there are human beings, and I don't get them. I don't understand them. That are like, why can't these guys just not curse and just do their job? clean so I can bring my whole family to see them at 6 o'clock on a Sunday. Because I don't want to do comedy at 6 o'clock on a Sunday, and I don't give a shit about your whole family coming to see me. It's like the people that have figured that out, they are it, – it's like if, if, you, if you were like, oh, man, and this isn't Larry the Cable Guy. He, he's figured it out. He's got a character. He does, and now his fan base loves that character. They think he is that character. They believe he's a real person. Yep. So good for them and good for him. They figured it out. So you got Dave Coulier who can do – he does these Christian clean rooms all across the U.S. And then the guys who have mastered it without really like trying to be clean, just being who they are, like the Brian Regans. Yeah. Who, that's just who he is. Yeah, he's, he's just not trying not a guy, to do anything. Yeah, he's, he's just, just being, being funny. funny yeah. And they've – he can go to a month in Utah and the Mormons will just flock. But here's, the thing whole that, family. here's the thing that I always looked at. Brian Regan can't work dirty. He he. Did you hear him on Marin? He had one. He, had, he used to have two jokes with the f word in it that he would just kind of pop in if he was losing the crowd. But then, yeah, I mean, what's he? How is he going to? At this stage, he can't. Yeah, it would be I can weird. Work clean if I choose to. Yeah, and you know what? Less people would comment on that than would comment on if Regan went what super blue. What I'm fascinated by is what do you think? Like complaint that you know Regan and. Dave Couillet get complaint letters of you went too far. Like, <laughs> well, what did those honestly, look like? Honestly, how far? <laughs> yeah. That's it, funny though. I, I got to be honest with you. I think when you go down that path, though, the, the people that like that kind of comedy, they're they're in such a small box already. You're already half fucked before you even got in there. Yeah. Because all it takes is one topic. Like you could talk about the color of a couch, and that's going to offend somebody. Like at some point, it's just it's, it's a lose lose. Yeah. yeah. I think the broader base of people. Who are very? I'm not saying that these people are not educated. It has nothing to do with it. But I think that if you are, if you're educated in the world, that a swear word means absolutely nothing to you. It has no effect on your body. What's I swear in front of my kids all the time, because I didn't want them to get hung up on that shit. Now I did. There's kind of a it's kind of a douchebag move though, because you do take the joy out of when they get to learn to swear. uh, Yeah, yeah. They've they've totally. They're my kids. uh, There's. Videos of my kids cursing online. Like, there's this really good video of my daughter, one Isla, in this bit. Right when we bought the house, there were we were doing something in the backyard, and she was rolling, she was doing a trick, and she rolled in dog shit. And I'm, I'm, I can tell you where I was. I was sitting. Be quiet, Priscilla. And that was John. I was sitting in, uh, I was sitting right by the garage in a in a folding chair, like a beach chair, and I was drinking a glass of wine, and uh, and they and. She rolls in it, and I'm videotaping. I just got a video camera. Nice. And I quill it over. I go, hey. And she goes like this, like waves her hand in front of her nose. I go, is that dog shit? And Georgia goes, it's not. I go, Georgia, smell it. Tell me if it's dog shit. She goes, it's not. I go, Georgia, smell me and tell if it's dog shit. She smells it. And she hops up. She goes, it's dog shit. <laughs> I was laughing too hard to get up out of the chair to help her. Right. And, it's, and it's a four-minute video of me laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst uh, parent of the year my award. Daughter, like... yeah, my daughter goes, it's dog shit. <laughs> but, uh, but like. I, I never, uh, like, so yeah, I, I don't, those kind of things. And she doesn't care, right? So, no, it's, they're fucking, my daughters give two shits. They hear you curse, they hear you curse. They don't curse, because they know they're not allowed to. But Oh, so there is there is that, like, hey, just because daddy says it doesn't oh, mean. Oh, yeah, Isla, 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 Isla and Georgia would never curse, ever. Wow. How old are they? 
Uh, nine and eleven. Okay, wow. so you don't you never gave them swear time where they're allowed to swear in the house. You just get no. them get it out of their system. You do and that with they, your kids, Brian? Huh? You do yeah, that? Yeah, I'm actually currently in a process of telling a never ending bedtime story to my kids. And so far, um, I've used the term "what the fuck" several times in it because it makes them laugh. And then I, I, I call the aliens are called little shits. So whenever I bring it back up, and they're well placed throughout, just in case I think they're not listening, yeah. I bring them back into the game, and that brings them back into the game. And they think it's silly and fun, but they also understand. I've made this very clear to them: if you go to school and say and you say fuck or shit, your dad's getting in trouble. Oh, uh, and so are you. You ready for this? Isla is my youngest. Is She's a very interesting child, well, to say the least. She's also dyslexic. She wrote a word on her paper the other day that was a unspeakable word. Oh, and wrote it like wrote was writing a story and in class and wrote the unspeakable word. The teacher saw it and literally grabbed her paper, ripped it up, threw it away, and said, "You are never to write that word." And Isla came home and was like, "Mom, I got to give you a heads up. Like, <laughs> I wrote something on my page and." I got in a lot of trouble. And my wife's like, what word was it? And I was like, I have no clue because I'm dyslexic. And I, think I, was, I thought I wrote the correct word. Like, I have no clue. I don't know what word it was. I, there were a bunch of words on there. I don't know any that any of them were bad. And she goes, I think we need to tell my teacher I'm dyslexic. Oh, it's she a, doesn't know. It's a new teacher. It's a, like a oh, new year. Oh, she didn't know. So she didn't know. She just assumed Isla wrote some unspeakable word. And Isla's sitting there back like... Mom, I think it's time we tell my teacher I'm dyslexic because she thinks I'm a horrible person. Yeah, I just yeah. fucking can't write. And what? We, do you still know what the word is? Because she. Did- uh, we went to the teacher and she said, "No, it's it's fine, it's fine." What, what's fascinating about it is whatever the word was, the teacher. The reason she ripped it up was that she thought Isla wrote it about herself. Uh, okay. Oh, so it was just, it was a paper about herself. Okay. So Isla said, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a dumb fuck or whatever whatever it was, and the teacher was trying to curb the idea that she shouldn't think like that about herself. Yeah, but it was like I'm a I'm a dumb piece of shit, fuck face, shit dick, like something like that. Yeah, I don't know what it, we don't know. Right, but it was just you one word. It wasn't immediately like, after that, like trouble at home. No, Leanne went through this right to the teacher the next day. Was like, listen, I give you, I gotta give you a heads up. I was dyslexic. So like when she write if she writes a horrible word, she doesn't yeah, know. Get the, please leave, Priscilla. <laughs> Fart before you leave. Smell you like crazy, Pris. Get out. <laughs> Brian also she's, has dogs. Uh, she's Priscilla's an interesting dog. She will do this thing. She was doing it to you, where she stares at you, but she wants you to talk to her. And if you look away, she starts going. And it's, <laughs> it's just an attention it's, grabber. It's not an aggressive move. It's just the fact that she's so big and she looks scary. That it looks aggressive. Yeah. But she does it. She does it. Does on the couch, and we think it's hilarious. So she'll get sit like right she was, but she'll put her face right next to your face, and she'll growl and, and so, tell you pay attention and, to and her. And then we'll go like this. You look at her, and she'll stop. Then you just look away, and she'll go. And then you look at her, and she stops, and she'll pant. And then you look away, and she'll do it again. We laugh hysterically. We think it's fucking. <laughs> yeah. We do it yeah. nonstop. We get a brand new babysitter. Oh, uh, man. Scares the crap out of her. Sitting on the couch who does not know Priscilla and is not comfortable with dogs. She puts the girls to bed. She's watching TV, and Priscilla sits next to her and starts growling next to her face. <laughs> we walked in, and the woman was not moving. She was she terrified. Was like, Can you please tell your dog to stop? And we were like, how long have you been sitting like that? She's like, 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. We are like, oh, it's a game. And she was like, what? And we're like, look at her. And she looked at her, and Priscilla was like, ha, 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 ha. And and she was like, I wish I had known that. Well, god damn, that sucks. (laughs) It's it's not aggression. It's just a game that we play with her, but it's fucking turned out 
bad aggression. Well, if anybody breaks into your house, you can hope that they ignore the yeah, dog, that, and then that that'll the dog terrify wants them. To play a game. Do you want to hear something fascinating? Mm-hmm. I said I was talking to Jack Cation about it, and I was saying that um, I believe I had this belief that my wife and sometimes women in general didn't know how to handle animals. Like, didn't they? Didn't their uh, their etiquette with like big dogs and rescue pit bulls? left a little bit to be desired because as a dog owner, I never let my dog go over and sniff you. And I never like, I never let it run up to a kid and get in its face or run and stick its face in a baby carriage. My wife does that all the time. My wife takes the dog out off the leash and lets it sit in the front yard. My wife sits in a chair. And as people walk by the Priscilla, will like they'll like see this dog staring at them and they get fucking scared. And it's and not I, chained up, bro. Honestly, so they're like, um... I go, I, and my wife got says, I got control over. Don't worry. And I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. And I literally I talked to Jack Cation about it and Jack and I was like, why would you do that? What the fuck? So the other day, I did it. Leanne, like, these three fucking kind of young-looking kids, but, like, looking dangerous. Look like they're, they're out smoking cigarettes or something. Ah, uh, punks. They're walking. And uh, Leanne lets Pris, like, run right up to them and bark. And I go, what the fuck are you doing? And she was like, it's dominance. I'm establishing dominance on my street. <laughs> I want people to know I got a scary dog. And I want people to know. Especially those people. Especially anyone. She goes, anyone that walks by, I want them to know there's a fucking dangerous dog in this house that is out of control. And I went, what? She goes, I'm here by myself a lot. And if someone walks by and thinks, oh, that's just some woman. And no, and maybe that's think, someone with a dog that will bite your dick someone off. Someone with a bull mastiff that's un- yeah. that literally will just walk up to the edge of the street and bark at them. She goes, they're never going to fuck with this house. And no. I went, that's a fascinating way to look at it because as a man, I've never been really afraid. So when I have a dog, it's about making sure other people aren't afraid of us. Right, right. But with my wife, it's like, no, no, no. Now I got a big dick. Yeah. Who am I fucking? Right. Well, yeah, because you, you're a big guy. You walked around your whole life and like you've probably lived in areas or places where like some your you're more dainty neighbors or whatever. Like, I got robbed. Like, they yeah. took my groceries. Like, yeah, that shit ain't going to happen to me. I'm 6'5". I have a beard. People are going to think twice before they do that. Yeah. Whereas a, a female home by herself is... You walk by, no animals. Like, oh, yeah, we could rob her later. People look at that differently, and my wife's like, no. And it's a fucking 130 pound bull mastiff just sitting in the front yard, just mad dogging motherfuckers. Yeah, she's like, yeah, fuck them. Yeah, I was like, that is an interesting insight. Good for her though. That's smart, you know. And if she's got control of the dog and she's not really worried the dog's going to bite people's faces off, then what? Fuck, why not? It's a puppy dog. It doesn't Mm -hmm. even matter because I got people right when we moved into our neighborhood um, twice. Our house got broken into or attempted to break in. Yeah. Went and got two dogs. How big are my dogs, John? Oh, man. They're about the size of this car key. (laughs) (laughs) But people don't care. When dogs make noise and they're aggressive, no matter what the size is, people are like, too much. I'm out. Like, they will. I've noticed a huge difference. Your dogs are relentless, though. They're like, they just would tire you out with the annoying barking. You'd be like, shut up. I'm leaving. They're not going to do anything. That's the funny thing. But it's annoying enough and it's enough of a line of defense. Yet your average criminal is like, you know what? Outside people can hear them, too. You can hear your dogs from the street. So if someone's in the house and they're going nuts and they don't, your neighbors know you're not home, that's a reason to check it out, too. Getting a dog is the best thing I ever did for just peace of mind well for your family because yeah, if you had that dog and were by yourself and you were on the road all the time you'd be the asshole with the dog that you had to pawn off on other people oh i she she goes priscilla will get in the, my daughter's have bunk beds they have one has a loft, the other has a bunk, bunk bed yeah priscilla will get in the bottom bunk and just sleep there makes me feel so good no one's coming through that fucking window yeah. no one's fucking with the, those kids no it's it's such a great feeling 
to to know that you have an animal that would die for you. Yep. Like has, you have a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Has that has that has that, have you has that been tested in the sense that like oh something happened to your daughters or and it was innocent like somebody came too close with a ball or, or threw something at him and then the dog was like nah, I don't fucking think so. Um, there was a boy over here one time that uh Mm-mm. that was what he was uncle yeah <laughs> that was being aggressive uh just being aggressive and priscilla did the but it wasn't a game it was she did the staring at him like don't do that again yeah and he uh thought he'd text test his moxie and he went like this like flinch she went huh to priscilla Can't she went after dogs him. she you went cannot do after that him. and she was like no 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 there is one alpha and it's me I went and like started going after him, and, and it was interesting because it happened in the kitchen. Um, they, there had been a couple times where he was just sniffing her, and she was sniffing him, and she wasn't digging the way he was interacting with the girls. Yeah, and she was just staring at him and, gra- and growling. And someone said, "There's something wrong with Priscilla and this kid." So Leanne takes him into the kitchen, and I'm watching, and Leanne's calming down, and the kids stand at the, at the front of the kitchen, and the and all of a sudden. Like Priscilla's still watching him, and Leanne's going, it's okay. And the kid flinches, and Priscilla goes after him, and Leanne had her leash, or had her collar. And was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I've never seen her do that. And the kid was scared shitless. Yeah, and that and kid will like, never do that to a dog again. Never. Do you know what I mean? Like, you do that one time, and you get that reaction. You're like, oh, okay, so that's how it is. Uh, my bad, my bad. You can't win off a dog. No, well, especially when you're, how old is the kid? Nine, eight, ten, yep, eleven? Eleven. Yeah, no, that I, dog would have ripped. In fucked. the end, if the dog had to, the dog would have ripped it to shreds. Yeah. John, my, my dogs hate John, and I couldn't understand why, and then I found out that when I wasn't around, he was taunting my dogs. <laughs> we would and, write, and he would leave the room to go deal with his kids, and the dogs would just be sitting there, so I would be like, and then I would just chase him around the room. I mean, they, get them all riled up. they hate him. <laughs> hate him with a passion if they hear me if they if i'm literally in the his outside of his house on the street and i call and i go hey man i'm here and he's they will start barking <laughs> yeah no like they, they, they the can house. sense my Wait, what kind of dogs they're like chihuahua mixes yeah oh chihuahuas now here, are fucking now here's the thing they will also they will go piranha on him and they will die they will barely <laughs> make a dent piranha. on him but they will they will they would given the opportunity they would if, try to kill him even though it's not even physically possible. If I was a, if I was doing anything wrong to your kids, I believe that to be true. No, but I think the not, dogs would bite you now cuz they hate you. No, nah, those dogs won't bite me. They no, won't they'll come bite near you. me, dude. They stand on the other side of the room and just bark and They'll come me. after you. Okay. I think a dog's a dog's commitment to its owner is fucking we don't know that commitment. Yeah. No. I, make, no. I have that commitment with my daughters. But that's, like that's the thing and 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 your daughter should have it with you in the sense that you took you take care of them like you take care of your dog. Your dog yeah. knows, like, I gotta. You're the guy that's gonna feed me. Your wife's the lady who buys me the food. Like, yeah. your daughter's pet me. Like, I, you guys are okay. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, dogs and you're right. As purchases, people, yeah, dogs talk about <laughs> financial purchases. But you're right. Like, as humans, I mean, what you know? I guess you, you protect your kids. You protect your wife. You protect your fiance, your girlfriend, whatever. But we don't have that that kind of like. That throw like if, your if, body in front of yeah, the Yeah, if you flinch at some dude and then he jacked you, I'd be like, ugh, god damn, now I gotta get involved in this. No, I know. Be like, no, yeah, I know do you remember that saying. in high school? Do you remember that in high school when someone would be like, dude, I think I'm about to get a fight. You got my back? And, oh, and you're like, why? Yeah. Why did you have to do Taco this? Taco Bell parking lots, like every weekend, man. My buddy Kyle constantly running his mouth. He's like, you guys are into this, right? I'm like, 
You no, guys dude, are you're the only this. one with the black belt. <laughs> you're the only one who wins state in wrestling. We're fuck. I'm smoking pot in my car. You guys Leave are alone. Right. You always want to get in a fight. Yeah, as I say, he's a fighter though. There's certain people that we grew up with that that's what they they were totally fine with fighting. They yeah. loved the rumbles. Yeah. Did not give a shit. I, no, I was not a rumbler. Like oh I, God, I remember no. when like schools would go at each other and be like, all right, we're all meeting at the Burger King or yeah. whatever. Bring like, yeah, I got a chain. Like because that one guy told that other guy to fuck off. I'm like, I don't know either one of those fucks from either one of the schools. Why am I involved? each other in the bushes. I don't there was care. there was a fight. There was a fight uh, when we were in high school. I'm, I'm I remember this so fucking fucking vividly. It was in New Smyrna Beach, right by one of the on ramps where you could drive onto the beach and drive your car on the beach. Right by one of the ramps going onto the beach, and they were all local kids. I think I have since met these kids uh, in life. I've met as them adults. As, grown, as adults. I think I've since. Met them as adults. Were they bath salt eating zombies? Uh, no, I'm not even going to share the story. I'm not even going to share how I met them. I'll tell you off air. But um, <laughs> I cannot wait to hear that. Because <laughs> this, this is this is this is the way we were in high school. So it's like spring break. We all go to New Smyrna. My buddy Alan Rieger had a house there. It's me, Alan Rieger, Ryan Quinn, Sal Carnati, Cayman, Lazara, um, probably all their younger brothers, uh, Sean Hooker, Obi. I mean, like a big. It's it's like fucking all of our friends, Scott Bobeer. It's like fucking twelve of us, and a group of twenty kids from New Smyrna our age are walking the other way, like on the beach. It's nighttime. We're all fucking drunk. We're all smoking weed. And at this point, there's no conflict between the two of you. There's no conflict. Okay, never seen these kids before. Uh oh. And uh, this is starting to sound like a magic trick. But continue. We start start walking, and we get we we stop walking, and like. All of a sudden, something kind of pops off, or someone says something, and Sal says, "Someone's Sean Hooker says, do you have my back?'" And I'm like, "We're gonna get, we're about to get stomped." Two people who shall not be named said, "Don't worry, we're gonna fucking solve this before it starts." So the group of twenty comes up to the group of twelve, and they are fucking, you know, it's always the shortest and loudest one right up front. Uh, one guy, it's like the shortest and loudest one of us, and he goes up to a guy. I, I mean, I don't even know if words have been. People were talking shit. And he fucking jaws this guy and knocks him out. One punch. And before anyone can... Another guy. He has his dick out, and he's pissing on his face. Wow. And and they go, who's next? I'm fucking... I wish I hadn't said everyone's names. (laughs) 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 I remember being like, we just won. Like and all of them, Automatically, all yeah. of them, I realized in that moment had been in the situation where they're like, where they're like, um, they had been put in the like, hey, do you have my back? And now they're going, wait, and if if by having your back means I'm gonna I get, get urinated on, in, then no, I don't have anybody's. Back. That guy he has a huge fucking dick. He has <laughs> a he has always had a massive dick and even bigger balls. I mean, not even fucking around. His balls are so fucking big. As kids, he would just. I mean, like, we, we went to an all-boys Catholic high school, so it was like, you know, like, doing all coming out. Yeah. But, and, man, uh, he, I remember that, and the fight was over. But really, he could have tiny balls and a tiny dick as long as he can make a pee stream and it goes on that guy's face. Immediately. The immediately. But, but during that moment, here's, here's my question. So, Brian okay, can't pee in front of people. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's two groups of people standing across from each other. One of these people is urinating on a, another person's face. Is it just dead silence for a second? I punched this story up a little bit. Like, <laughs> now that I'm hearing about it, because I'm like, what's it again? I tell, tell well, remember I'm, the best. It's, it, it, just that description, right? It's yeah. like, it's, it's pretty awkward. Is everyone just, yeah, is everyone, is everyone just kind of standing there going, how do we even, like, either one, 
How do we follow this move? Well, it, or two, how do we stop how it? How do we get out of this? Like, yeah. there's got to be a brain processing moment going on here, right? Let's pretend I made that story up only because now I'm worried that everyone I used everyone's last names, which I probably shouldn't have done. But you know what? They're all my friends. They all know. No, that's a great we've story. Partied my entire fucking life. Yeah, they're and- my best friends in life, and so and we all grew up together. But I'll tell you what, I remember someone punching the kid, and I but remember even still. Let's say the- he just punched him. So then what? Like how does it end? Like how do how does something like that come to an end? How does it stop? Can I tell you? I think we ended up partying with them. I was just going to ask that question: <laughs> if you guys became friends with them, Except and how angry was the guy with the pee on his face? I can't. I think we ended up becoming friends with them and partying with them, or at least like half of us did. But like I remember, the guy was in the middle of talking shit, which is such it's such a it's such a power move. For a person who Start, really knows how to fight, strike first and wait the guy for the middle. In the middle of talking yeah. shit and wants to, to get finish. his speech out, his four score and seven year I'm years basketball speech, yeah. and Sal <laughs> jawed him in the middle of it. And the, and literally, I think everyone was like, "Wait, he didn't get." It was like just so yeah. socially awkward, and everyone was like, "He didn't get to finish his speech." You're gonna let <laughs> and now, oh my god, now they're peeing on. And him. now he's on the floor, and, and 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 he probably wasn't knocked unconscious. He's probably on his knees, like or god, something. Hurt, like. Dick's already out and he's pissing on him. And the guy's running away from the piss and they're like, who's next? Yeah. And, and it was just such a, we take it to that fucking level that everyone was like, what the fuck? But uh, the striking first thing, man, I've, I've seen that work plenty of times just where it's like some guy came down in my apartment. I was living with two other dudes and he starts mouthing off and he tells my, my friend's girlfriend, says something in the background and this guy goes, you tell that cunt. And before he could get the N and the T out, my buddy punched him square in the face and then that was it. I mean, he just got boots to the fucking head after that. He was done. But God, it was. But you got to know you're going to get. Pu- you, there's a chance you're going to get. Like, if you start he's being John. beaten up, I'm trying to get people off him because I don't know this guy, but he's really taking a beating. And I'm like, dude, you don't walk around calling people's no. girlfriends constant. Yeah, it's you not, don't. It's not gonna. It's not it's, gonna end well for you. It's such a move that is. It what you know. It, it, it doesn't feel like punching someone was illegal when we did it as kids. Like. It did, because there, you, there, you weren't, there weren't the lawsuits. There weren't like now, dude. No, if fight you, was a fight, if anybody hits with anybody lives. for any reason, there's somebody's parent is suing somebody. You could somebody, lose yeah. your job. You could be, you know what I mean. You're fine. You're going to jail. You're doing a lot of damage. I was in, I went to jail once, and there was a guy in there being transferred from a maximum security to another maximum security prison, and they dropped him off here for the night for whatever reason in Kentucky, and he was in prison for killing somebody in a fight. He was a nice guy, but the guy was talking shit and wouldn't let it go. Had to go outside with him, and he punches this dude the wrong way, and it kills him. Fuck, 15, 20 years in prison this guy's doing while his kids grow up. I was like, dude. Uh, He's like, there's no reason to punch anybody. Just don't punch anybody. By the way, that is is such a possibility in all of our lives. It's, I mean, only saying, like, it is such a possibility... That they're in with this city, where I live. If you you hear road rage, all the fucking time, motherfucker, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, that that shit is around in L.A. all the fucking time, and it's such a possibility that you would get into an altercation, and just in in being scared. You'd hit someone, they fall back, they hit their head on a fucking yeah anything concrete. a block, a parking block, a piece of rock. Yeah, and it's just, or the rock. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember there was a guy at, Flor- at Florida State. Uh, a guy in a fraternity. I'm not going to say because I mean everyone will know immediately. But the rap was he killed a dude in a fight, and you were just like, I mean, I, we were like, what? Like I thought you could just fight, and no one. I mean, think about how many times like you just someone sucker punched someone, or you yeah, 
And that just does not. I mean, maybe it does happen with kids, but like, I, and maybe it's just part of growing up. But like, I remember fighting was like a part of like college and high school. Yeah, oh, it's happening. It, it happens fun. to it my was kids. Funny. Like when you heard about somebody getting into a fight, it was always like, <laughs> yeah, well, I got well, it. Yeah, because you're a kid and you're an idiot. You... You're a boy and you're an idiot. Yeah, and so it's hilarious. But I mean, I was an idiot all the way through college, where I was like, you did what? You punched him in the face? Jesus, you're a maniac. And it was just one of my kids is in fifth grade and uh, playground after school. They're breaking up fights all the time with fifth graders. Yeah, are you serious? Oh yeah. It's it's just you know it's a testosterone thing. It's like you know there are certain kids. There's one kid that I get a little worried about. We call him the choker because I think there's a difference between a puncher and a choker. Oh, a God. choker has intent, right? A choker, choker has intent. A choker, yeah, a there's some deep shit going on there. Evil, like a yeah. choker's choking the dog at home. Yeah, and yeah. has problems. A puncher's just animals. like I can't control what I am right now because I'm growing yeah. up. A choker's like I'm kind of serial killer already. I'm control the yeah, fuck out yeah. of the situation. That's that's where I draw the line of like how serious choking? this. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Cho- I'm like you shouldn't be choking it in fifth grade. <laughs> no, yeah, you should choking. Choking is weird, and and again, I, I I can't. I was never a fighter growing up. I kind of always used the uh, hey. All right, are we, can't we just be friends? And isn't this funny? And ha ha, yeah, I made a little insulting joke. But come on, <laughs> you are a piece of shit. So what's the big deal? And I was, I was the, I was. I don't know if this. I don't know what you call this. This in the in the uh, hierarchy of in the in the Greek alphabet. You know, you got your alpha males and your beta males. <laughs> I'm probably like a, an omega male, where it's like I, I was such a smartass, and I was always trying to be funny that. Real, true, ignorant alphas, I would drive them out of their fucking minds. Because you, I would, you could run laps around them real quick in front of everybody, and they would fucking hate me. I mean, I'm telling you, I can tell you, like, I can tell you three, three dudes, all very alpha, ignorant Cuban dudes. All bigger, all hit puberty and fucking right, mustaches in eighth grade. Yeah. I'm talking like... And all fucking aggro fighters, all really great fighters. I got beat up by all of them. <laughs> like, I mean, I got like year after year after year. I mean, one guy went up to me and like I was. He said he hit. We used to have to wear beanies in freshman year, so my buddy Spencer's wearing a beanie, and he flips Spencer's beanie. Like walks by him and flips his beanie, and I laughed. And he comes up and he goes, "What are you laughing at?" Like gets in my face. I go, "You." But I wasn't trying to be. I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at what you just did. Yeah. And then he went, "What?" And slapped me and poured a drink in my lap. And I went. Okay, don't answer that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> but and then I remember one time getting in a fight at a bar. It was a bunch of like aggro alpha males. Half of them were in my fraternity, and it was the day after Rodney King said, "Can't we all get along?" And I jumped in and I go, "Guys, can't we all get along?" <laughs> Shut <And> up! <laughs> fucking jaw just. Goom, and I'm like, "Good night, everybody. I'll see everyone at the fraternity house. I'll tell the story about later." <laughs> but it, like, those fucking those don't. They don't even like. I don't even. Does that exist in colleges? I don't, I I don't even know where say, the fight. The concept of being the guy that likes to beat people up in high school. Where does that end up anyway? Like, where do you I'll end up you, in life? Well, I'll tell you uh, do you know where some of the UFC? The, the, the that's guy, it. Yeah. Or, There's or, your uh, one job. The one, I met a guy in college who I went to a, a school in northern Wisconsin. It was like pretty like open minded. A lot of hippies and everything. So when you meet someone who is like doesn't have long hair and hates the Grateful Dead and you know doesn't think gay people are normal and hates minorities, you're like. All right, dude, why are you here, man? This is like a super open-minded place. What are you even doing here? But me and this kid did not get along. And one summer, I just kind of screwed him out of a couple of bills. I was like, fuck off. You're a jerk. I'm moving, and see you later. 
town is small, school is small. You're going to run into them so again. So you moved. You moved literally next across door. the street. Okay, across okay, the street. Okay, yeah. And uh, then the next school year rolls around again. He comes in. He comes in. And we're at this. There's a big keg party down in the ravine. And someone goes, "Oh, oh, he's, Brad's here." And I was like, "All right." Comes right up to me, and like now there's like a circle of people, and he's like. He's like, I thought of all summer about kicking your fucking ass. And I was like, speech. He's making a speech. Yeah. And I go, I go, and where are we on that? And he goes, <laughs> he looks around and he goes, for some reason, all these fucking people like you. So if I kick your ass, they're going to fucking hate me. And I'm like, all right, well, this is working out in my favor. <laughs> and he was like getting just red. He was like, fuck you. And then he just storms off. And so I was like, well, I thought I was going to smoke you. I go, but then you guys wouldn't like him. <laughs> it's like, so I, like, I use that a lot. Like, yeah, I'd be like taking candy from a baby. You could beat me up. But then you're this pariah that everyone's like, oh, this guy just beats people up. He's a there was, fucking there asshole. Was a guy, there was a guy at Florida State, our, my probably uh, both of my senior years. Like, he was... He was, both of my senior years. <laughs> he was a lambda kind. He had the reputation for being... He couldn't control himself. And he beat up people all the time. I mean, there was a party that, like, his girlfriend's roommate was at. And her brother showed up to the party... And he was like in high school, and he beat the living fuck out of the guy and threw him down a flight of stairs. Like there was like, like and and but the guy was like, "Hey man, I'm just here to see my sister." Like what? the uh, the guy, and then what's so funny is to see him on Facebook now, and he's married to another one of my friends, and to think like whatever happened to the time when you were the fucking Thor who could not stop beating people up? Like, do you grow out of that? Like, I mean, I, I was going to say some guys grow up and they end up. Apologizing for like fifteen years to people, like they all of a sudden realize what big a do because you know they're well, like, especially when you li- have kids. Does he have kids? Because once you get kids, and, right now, and you see, <laughs> and you see the way your kids are, are dealing with school, and you see this bully thing get out of control, then you're like starting to think like, yeah, you look I, back. I was that guy. I'm I'm the guy that other parents had to sit down with their kids who were crying and say, this guy's a loser. Don't worry about him because the guy who was mad at me in college hated gay people. You know what happened? Oh. Five years out of college, he's he's gay. Dude, he's gay. So it's like he had all this self-loathing just piled up and was just trying to take it out on everybody else and lashing out everywhere he could. And eventually I think you're just like, oh, no one really cares if I'm this way and now I can be myself, so now I'm not angry anymore. Yeah, he's got... Yeah. He has kids? Yeah. So you yeah, see so that? He's, he's probably, probably spent, on the apology yeah, track. He absolutely. probably feels really bad. Oh, it's neat seeing him dressed up as the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Punching another Easter bunny That's at the right. mall. That's different. That's different. So two Easter bunnies. It's really fucking interesting. What do we yeah, man, look, for a living? Looking at people on Facebook now that you, you know. I, before, mine was pre-Facebook when the guy that bullied me in high school, which I didn't really see it as, I mean, I guess it was technically bullying. I you just didn't call as, it that. You were just, this no, guy's just, annoying. Was a he dick. picks on he's me. He's an asshole. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I dealt with it, you know, in my own way. Like, I didn't care. Like, I still had friends and, 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 you know, I was insulated from it. But it was so funny that 15 years later, he found me one day and it was like he cornered me and just wanted to He just, found you in person. Yeah, I happened to be somewhere and he show, he showed up in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was just and he cornered me and was like wanted to make sure that I was that I would forgive him and like I was cool. Like he wasn't on like any crazy like AA or no, Christian but, trip. No, but but he's he a just human being who is yeah, now dealing with he what he horrible. the way he behaved. It's yep. like dude, when I would black out and get in fights and shit and like yell at people and like cause problems when I was in college, I spent you know, weekends just apologizing, like to the mirror, because you found out it was only you talking to yourself in the mirror. Yes, to the mirror. Hey, do you know Christian Harloff? Yeah, yeah. Did he go to Florida State? Uh, I do think he's from Florida, but I, I honestly don't know I, I where he went to school. On, just, as I'm typing in other people's names, I fucking <laughs> find Christian Harloff, and I, I want to say this is going to sound really crazy. How long has he been doing stand up? Uh, 
I started Since at least 2000. 2001, so I think he was there 2099. Do you think he would have ever moved to New- done stand up in New York? He's got to be my age, right? Not- no, no, he's fucking no, it's not him. It's uh, not him. He's born in 84. I was born in 72. The guy I'm thinking about was born in probably 72. Also. Christian Harloff was born in 84? Yeah. Well, there's another reason to May punch 18th. that good-looking prick in the face. Speaking of punching. Okay, Just kidding. So now Just kidding. He did, Turn it he did around. Jo- uh, Schmoes, Schmoes. Oh, Joe Schmo? No, Schmoes, oh. uh, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He still amazing. does that, right? It's, I think so, yeah. yeah. It's amazing how you like kind of know people. Like I don't really know Christian, but I kind of know him. Like I mean, we don't... like. Go do dinner and stuff. And no, but if you saw him, him, you'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" It's yeah, been but a while. and then I and but I know stuff about him, and I've always thought he was one guy that first time I ever did stand up. There was a guy who's a in a fraternity, and he was like, uh, and he gave me the best advice ever, and I've always attributed it in my head to Christian Harloff, but even but it it wasn't, it definitely wasn't, but I've always in my head because I knew he went to Florida State. Also, I've always been like that was him that night in my head. <laughs> I never I and mean, I never say that out loud, but the, I was uh, I was getting ready to go on stage, and we were pop bellies, and um. And I grabbed a Miller Light and before this before the show, and this guy I don't know his name. He just walks up to me. He's like, "Hey man, nothing for nothing." I wouldn't do that. And I was like, "What?" He was like, "If you do that now to get comfortable, you'll always have to do that to get comfortable, and it'll be a bad habit." And he's like, "I do it sober and see if you like it sober, because if you want to do this for a living, you should be able to do it sober." And I went, "Okay," and I did it sober. And I've never needed to drink to get on stage my entire life. I enjoy getting on stage more sober. But huh. it wasn't Christian. But was, that, I, was this your first time doing stand up or something? Uh, yeah, it's my very first time doing stand up. Wow, in Florida? In Florida, and at the Potbellies, it was uh, a radio station. Had I'd said in the Rolling Stone article, I'd said I wanted to be a number one. I wanted to be a comedian, and so this ro- this radio station sold tickets, put four comics up in front of <laughs> me, like four. Everyone did like fifteen twenty minutes, and then I closed it out, and it was sold out. I mean, Potbellies is packed. And so I, you already had you were already burnt from the Rolling Stone article. I was already burnt from the. Oh, Rolling Stone okay. Article. So this wasn't this no. was you were like you know what this is what I want to do and they were like well we'll help you. It's actually even more pressure. Well, they wanted me to fail. They thought it would be better if I failed. It's yeah, funnier. because then it's they could better, be like, yeah. see, you can't just be some crazy alcoholic and in then college they, and then go off. They'd have a story off. to talk yeah. about on radio the next day. Yeah, now they got a like, story. We're sitting in your so house. So it was a big setup. So it was a big setup, and I didn't know that at the time. Uh, I really didn't understand this. I in my head I thought, okay, good. Thank God they're gonna have people going on before me to get everyone laughing right so then when i get up they'll still be laughing and i just ride their wave yep and and uh, i'd never done stand-up i'd never written a joke and i j- literally was like i mean i just did stream of consciousness from the second i got on i ended up doing like 30 minutes <laughs> and just just rambling and just talking it's kind of the way i do stand up a little bit now well, but you tell you tell stories right i mean they you yeah. kind of work these stories to specific things back then they probably weren't specific they, or honed at all but they were stories but they were like it was just honesty, like really, like the one thing that really killed that night was. Um, this is very embarrassing to talk about now, and I can't believe wow. this was like my bit that I my go to bit until Dimitri Martin told me I needed to stop doing that because I don't think anyone's laughing for the reasons I think they're laughing, uh, <laughs> and that was uh, I I don't know how I phrased it, I don't, but the whole story was a story about jacking off into a cheeseburger. And using a cheeseburger to jack off, and I'd done it once, and I just, and it was this very honest story about having done it in a car, driving, <laughs> driving to fucking Tallahassee. I don't know if I laughed through it because I was yeah. embarrassed, yeah, but it fucking destroyed, right? And uh, I think I closed on that, and then went out to the because Papalis has like an outdoor area. I went out. It's like a any you always you're always outside in like a in like Florida summer. 
and it, this was definitely the beginning of summer. School was about to end, and I went out into the thing, and the radio station came up to me, and they were like, hey, we'd like to offer you a job. And I was like, what? And they're like, you, we think you could be on be our morning guy. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, wait, who's it now? And they're like, that guy's sitting over there. So I go across the outdoor patio, and I sit down with this guy who was a little older than me. Like, he didn't look like he was in college. And I said, hey, man, I'm Bert. And he's like, so I guess we're going to be working together. I said, yeah, wait, how's this working? He goes, you'll work with me for like a month or so, whatever it was. And then I'm going to leave. I'm going to New York. And the show will be yours. We'll just take it over. Holy shit, And man. I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah. I go, fuck. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, I just got a job. Yeah. Like, and I was like, why are, you, why are you moving to New York? And he looked at me. He goes, who the fuck wants to be in Tallahassee doing radio? <laughs> ding, ding, like, ding. Well, he just sold it to me. I was like, fuck it. I'm moving to New York, too. He's like, what? I was like, I'll see you in New York. I called my dad that night. I said, Dad, this the only person we'd ever I had any ever um connection with like pure talent was yeah. this guy named Brad Radke. He pitched for the twins and I grew up playing baseball with him and I remember when he played baseball, every parent said, He's gonna go pro. Every no one ever didn't say that and he went pro and almost won the Cy Young Award. Ooh. So like there was like and I remember saying everyone felt that about Brad. I called my dad and I said, Dad, remember how you guys felt about Brad Radke playing baseball? He's like, yeah, I go, I just found my thing. And he was like, what? I said, Brad, to baseball is what I am to comedy. For me, I need to do this. And he was like, well, buddy, let's talk it out. <laughs> and then I, my uncle and I went down to Naples. I talked to my uncle about it. My uncle was like, I'll talk to your dad. My uncle talked to my dad and said, you know, I think you could give, should give him the opportunity to move to New York and do stand-up. Give it a shot. And so I moved to New York to do stand-up. And, but, but I remember thinking... And what myself, year was that, just out of curiosity? This is 1997. So, you, so okay. no radio. So, so that, radio. So that article you, came out in 97? came out April 1st, 1997. Yeah. That was my junior year in college. And I'd never... Obviously, I'd never heard of you before. Yeah. And a dude walks <laughs> into my... Way to bring my, the show down. <laughs> and, a, and a dude walks into my, uh, uh, my apartment, my friend Jason Hicks, walked into my apartment with the Rolling Stone and he, I was laying in bed but I, you always kept your door open because it was a small town he, throw, he goes hey I'm like what the fuck are you doing in here he throws the Rolling Stone on my bed he goes there's an article in here about you and I go what he's like yeah 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 your new name's Bert and I go what <laughs> so I open the thing and I'm reading it and it's like the picture was you know the keg and everyone's yeah. passed out and you got your, I'm like who the fuck is this clown I read the whole article I'm like this is about a lunatic in Florida. This is about a crazy person who's going to be in college for the next 10 years. Yeah. What is this? And my buddy goes, it's you, dude. You drink just like this guy. You fucking, you probably black out more than he does. You could probably keep it together longer. And I was like, what? And for a semester, my friend called me Bert. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And then forgot all about it. And then went to the improv one night. And they were like, um, yeah, you're going to bring, you're going to bring, I was hosting. And they're like, you're going to bring Bert Kreischer up. And I was like, Okay, so we're in the hallway and we're talking. I'm like, yeah, anything you want to say? And like, da, 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 da. He said something. I was like, okay. I'm like, God, I, I, this guy's familiar to me, and I don't even—I've never met him before. So I go up, do the thing. He goes up, and I'm watching the set. And I'm like, how do I fucking know this guy? And afterwards, he gets. I'm like, dude, did Rolling Stone write an article about you? He's like, oh yeah, you read that? And I'm like, oh my god, oh fuck. Have you I called that guy back since I then? I told the guy, I go, I met Bert. I met the guy from that Rolling Stone article. It was like right like <laughs> the next day. He was like, no shit, that guy's still around. I thought he'd be dead. That I think, I think you know, one of my buddies from that time, uh, the the guy I was talking about came in. He was one of my best friends all my, my whole life. Uh, his dad is very, uh, or maybe I should stop saying fucking names. His dad's a very successful attorney. And he called me up uh, the, right after that article came out. 
And he said to me, he goes, I, I was like, oh, he's going to give me a speech about, like, because he was like a dad to me also. Like, I yeah. spent as much time as their, at their house as I did mine. I thought he was going to give me a lecture about how I needed to pro- manage down. this or stop the publicity. And he said to me, he's like, he's like, Bert, you have an opportunity that uh, no one's getting in their life. And that is the opportunity to get into show business for, out of Florida. And he's like, you need to take this and take every opportunity you get and make the most of it. And he's like, if you, I say you move to New York, you become a comedian, and you ride this as long as you can. I was like, thank you. Solid and advice. Was, yeah, instead of like, you need to slow it down, you need to cut yeah. back on the drinking. Which everyone said to me, like, yeah. you need to fucking, you need to manage well, this. This the article is a makes it look like you were going to be in a hospital bed by like week's end. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, yeah. he's a fun, it was like, he's a fun guy. Like, ooh, this might be an issue. He might have a problem. Well, you know? A lot of people at Florida State, and this is like, you know, the, there's two types of people at college. There are people that are enjoying college, and then there are people enjoying telling people what not to do at college. Like, yeah, there's, oh, yeah, like those, the PC police type people. Yeah, those people fucking suck, whatever the, They're on the PTA board now. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so there were people like – I remember one guy said, you know, you, you ruined my entire education. I went, excuse me? What? He goes, you sullied the school that my diploma will be from. You sullied it. How dare you? And I was like – what the fuck are you talking? Do you think anyone's going to look at your diploma and go, what about Bert? What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if they do, then that means you are so uninteresting in that yeah. job interview that you need to up your game a little bit. He was uh, in, he was in, he first was, of all, has anyone ever looked at a diploma? Has anyone have you gone to has a job anybody ever like, looked at a diploma side by yeah. side with a Rolling Stone article? <laughs> yeah. I see you went to, oh, yep, same school as this article that I follow and I uh, read three the, times uh, where a day. Are these, where are these uh, schools from here? All right, let's get all the magazines in here. We need to compare magazine articles, <laughs> articles to about these. Uh, people who went there. Oh, that article... I, it's so funny. There's two times that I, I mean, I, that article I, I ended up milking it. Like I ended up getting a deal with Will Smith through it. I then ended up using my growth. I, I still to this day, when I go to meetings, people go that article compared to who you are today. Like who? How did you become this guy? Now you're like a regular dad, and you still drink. You still fucking jump off buildings, and like what the fuck? But like the best usage of that article ever. I've, I wrote about this in my book, but. Eddie, my one of my best friends, Eddie Fernandez, is like fucking a literal wild man, like, uh, like, just crazy. I can't even put it into perspective how fucking crazy this guy is. He loved to get into hijinks, and he wanted to be an actor. So sometimes he thought lying to people was like improv. He's working on his improv. So we went to this town in Phil- in uh, in uh, the Poconos. We were riding a bus from where my buddy Dave lived to my cousin Abe, and we're on the bus. And Eddie says, I remember it. Like, it's yesterday. He, like, leans up in his seat. There's no one on the bus. He goes, hey, I say we hop off the bus and get into some hijinks. And I was like, look, what do you think? He goes, I don't know. Let's see what happens. So I was like, okay. And you're young. You don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know, yeah. And we just got off the bus, put our bags in the locker, walked up to the first bar, and thought we'd, like, something would start up, you know? Like, so, and nothing happened. And we were like, well. You just got drunk. <laughs> so we, go the, we go to the next bar, and uh, and there's this girl there. And Eddie starts going. He goes, just follow my lead. And the key to improv is yes and. And so I was like, okay. So he goes in and he starts going, what the fuck? Why isn't it happening? It should happen. This is our fucking third city. It better happen. And he looks at this girl by the bar, a Mexican restaurant, empty. And it's like noon maybe. And he's like, I need two shots of tequila. I need two margaritas and two beers ASAP. And she was like, uh, okay. And gives us it. And he starts telling this fucking girl this story about how I'm the number one party animal country by Rolling Stone magazine. And... I'm writing a book for MTV. And, uh, <laughs> the and, reading generation. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and, I'm, and I, we've been to like three cities and we haven't had a good party yet. And the whole book's about, it's called American Transit. And it's about a, a guy partying his way across the country. 
All I could use was American Transit, so I had to use buses or like. And so it's a good pitch. I'm that, listening. First to of it. all, I'm like that sounds like a wise move to make a book like that yeah. or to write a book like and that. So uh, he'd go, 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 right, man, right. So I'd go off to the corner. I had a joke book with me because I was just starting comedy. So I'd write, and he'd come back and be like, "Anything, anything?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm waiting for a party to happen." It was like this weird energy, and then finally the girl's like, "Listen, this is by the way, this is the magic of Eddie. I wish I had a picture of him, so because he's a, a oh, I do. He's on Facebook. <laughs> Did you know him from college? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's. Uh, we should call this he's episode not the guy who looks like Facebook. Joe Rogan, is he? Maybe. Would you ever work with Joe Rogan? Is kind of like a no. Oh, okay, no, no, no. okay. Um, I'll pull him up, Eddie. <laughs> here he is, right here. So, of course, he has a picture from fucking. Film, but like he's a good-looking guy, right? A picture from all like the yeah, picture like, was taken on yeah, film, yeah. On film. <laughs> I thought you meant a yeah. movie film. Yeah, that's what I was like. Okay. So, um, so I, she says to him, and and Eddie's attractive. He says, she says, uh, listen, I, um, why don't you guys take my car, take it back to my house, and get some rest because we've been drinking now since noon, and it's like four. She goes, get some sleep. Clean up, come back, and by the time you come back, I'll have the biggest fucking party you could ever imagine to write about happening for you. And we're like, okay. So we get in her car, and this is, by the way, back when you could drink and drive, I think. Yeah, well, but this is. It was I mean, not, and not apparently, just up. randomly give strangers your car. The person and, frowned and upon like it is now. And yeah. Eddie, gra- Eddie gets the keys to her car and gets in the driver's seat, and she gives directions. Very small town. It was literally take a right, go straight down the hill, take another right, and that's my house. And so we go down, and. Uh, we go down and we get to her house and unlock it and like her it's her and her roommate or no one's there and I now I'm like this is fucking creepy yeah this is weird now we go to sleep in her house I wasn't expecting to tell this whole story I ended up telling it to Ari one night we end up going getting taking naps we wake up and now we feel really creepy now we're like because it's getting dark and you're like and we're like in this we're in someone else's house and we're lying to him like we're really like this is like yeah. sociopath type shit yeah and Eddie's like okay I agree what we should do is we'll fucking go back. We'll see if we can ca- catch the latest bus out of here. We'll go back, give her her car, and walk to the bus station. So we're like, all right. And we sobered up. So we drive back to the place, and it is fucking packed. Thumping. Yeah. I mean, the, it is. We look as we pull up, and the parking lot's now full. And we parked far away. We're walking up. And as we walk up, I open the door, and it's like in a fucking Seth Green movie. Like, record stops. Yeah. Kid comes right up to the <clears> front, <throat> opens the Rolling Stone magazine, looks at me, Looks at it, looks at me, and goes, "It's him!" And the place goes nuts. Yeah! And so they're like, "Awesome!" Fucking losing their mind, and we ended up, we ended up partying hard as fuck with. I mean, <laughs> it was like a Guy Ritchie movie where everyone's like laying on the bar, and you're lighting things on yeah. fire, and and then the the kicker of the story, the best part of the story, in my opinion, and uh, is we all end up, we end up partying with her and all the girls that work there. At the end of the night, she kicks everyone out. It's just us and, like, 12 hot girls. And, like, one girl's like, I ain't wearing no panties. And I was like, oh, my God, that's one I end up getting with. We go back to her house, and uh, the girl that I'm with with no panties, I'm trying to get in her pants, and we're making out on the couch. And she stops me, and she goes, hey, look, buddy, I'm just doing enough to get in the book. And I go, what book? And she's like, the, the book, book you're, you're writing. writing. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, 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 the book, my book. Well, so then, to get in the book, you're going to yeah. need to do a lot more so, than just enough. And so in my book, I wrote, I don't know your name, I don't know where you are, but you made it in the book. And then, and then I got an email on Facebook, you're a man of your word. I'm some <laughs> fucking girl. I was like, shut the fuck up. The best part of the whole thing, though, is Eddie, that's after the book. And then the best part of the whole thing is Ed, the girl that worked the bar was not that attractive. She was like, maybe a, a fucking Pocono 6, okay? <laughs> so, like, 
Eddie walks with her in the bed in her bedroom, I, and I'm looking at him. Eddie's a stud. I go, "Yeah, what are you, you doing?" With her? He goes, "She's earned it." <laughs> She's earned hey, it. You know what? Good for him because yeah. that she did. She gave you a car. She gave you a place to sleep. She got the party together. She like earned it. She did everything based that's, on that's your own reversal. Though. That's the, how the woman would think, right? Like, all right, fine, I'll give this one to you, right? Right. right. Your book isn't a, isn't about that, right? Like your. Oh no, my book's just a crazy stories. Right, but but that story's in there. That story's in there because yeah. Eddie's my fucking craziest friend right. ever. Nice. He nice. texted me one time and he's like, uh, um, he's I, he has a problem with people not texting him back, like a real problem. He's like, if I text you, you can just text me immediately. That's how that works. I go, well, I was busy. No, 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 no. Take two seconds, right? I'm busy. I go, yeah, but I, no, no, no. So he gets really fucking I, crazy about I, it. I'm kind of with Eddie on this, but but that's just a little bit of my neurosis because I I text and email back almost immediately. So when people don't do it to me, I'm like, what the fuck? Dude? Well, email yeah. now. Nah, you can't put email in there. It's, yeah, it's emails like if I read your email, maybe like a month before I get back to you. Emails go right to my phone. They go to the phone, but what if you get like a hundred emails a day? Who it's, the f- it's just, I don't get a hundred emails. The texting. What do you got? Like a million unanswered? You're gonna show me two thousand unanswered? Two thousand? Two thousand would be. Two thousand would be. I have three thousand. Would be nice. What is 37, it? Thirty-seven thousand nine hundred and twenty-eight yep. unanswered emails. Yeah, I thought I was bad. Honestly, I have like, look at my text messages. That would make a hundred. Oh, is that a hundred and one? One hundred and one. How text many? Messages. Now, how many email accounts are attached to that thirty-seven thousand? Just two. That's two. Okay. Yeah. Just so you know, that's that amazing. That is enough to make me off myself. If I saw that on my phone every morning, I would well, be yeah, like, no. There's, well, you get, well, it doesn't start there. It just starts building up, and there's so many I haven't read. Like, there's big, long threads. Like, those are what counts. Is That's where it builds oh, up. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. Like, there's a long thread. Yeah. It's, it's, and honestly, the majority of it's being in production. Like, once you get in, in production on a series... You're getting information that has nothing to really do with you, but you're copied but see, on it. As a, when I'm producing, I have to answer all those emails because... Yeah. You know what I mean? But as talent, no. You don't give a shit where catering's going to be set up. Like, like I go, why, why are they, they even including Someone but... call me 30 minutes before, my, before you need me, yeah. wheels up. And I'll be there. And I'll be there, and we'll start right then. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know what... I don't need to be emailed the lunch menus. No, I always keep, I always keep talent... Like, I, just as a person in production, I would always keep talent separate because... They don't need to know any of the bullshit that's going on in production, yeah. and they don't care, or they shouldn't. Well, I'm, a, I'm an executive producer on all the shows I do, but that's I just... That's why they send you all those emails, yeah. because of your title. And I just am like, guys, we could really save a lot of this. But here's the problem. The one, chi- the one time they decide to leave you off an email will be the one thing you're like, what the fuck? And then you're going to be super mad. Did I tell you what that was? Uh, <laughs> he's already got it. what that was? I got two of them. I got two of them. One was... Um, I want to say, uh, this fucking having the internet's great. I'm gonna because <laughs> so, is this you, mistake on Facebook Having too? the internet is great. <laughs> no, thank you. Ooh, Amazon <laughs> notification. Guess what's getting sent to my house? Garbage dumbbells. Per Kreischer, oh. your uh, streetwise security baton and your <laughs> mace branded pepper spray gun has been shipped. Now, do you strap those to the dogs? What's going no, on they're, there? They're around my house in case of it's it's go time. Like I have one by the door. In between, I probably shouldn't say where I keep all my weapons. Yeah, don't tell us where you keep them. But, like, uh, <laughs> but I have them, like, if, if anyone was trying to push their way into my wife's house, into my house, my wife could just grab it very easily and just hose them down. Um, but you have to have the speech with the kids. Don't touch these things, right? Uh, or, they, or they know about them, too, and they know that that... Oh, you know what I want to do? I talked about this last night. Am I get the garbage can in here? literally right outside the door. <laughs> I think we're actually being lifted up and being <laughs> thrown into a garbage can. My next guest is a transformer. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to... Uh, Optimus Prime, everybody. Come on out. <laughs> so, uh, oh, he's leaving. So, um, uh, this is what I want to do. I want to shoot this, but I, I don't know 
I know that this will be something that's volatile, and I'm not political, so it doesn't. It, I'm not political about this issue, so it doesn't. There's no real purpose in me shooting it, shooting it. I want to leave a unloaded gun on my dining room table, on my kid, on my li- uh, living room table, uh, and leave it and put GoPros in my room in the house and have the girls come in and see if that what they do. I want to see that. I want to see if they, with no one there, my wife drop them off and go, guys, I'm going back to the garage to load shirts. So they know they're in the safe. Do they grab it? Do they point it? Do they pull the trigger? They, do they, they'll, they'd never know if it was loaded or not. I want to do that so bad. And I said it to my buddy Eric last night, and he's like, I want to do it with my son. And he's like, and then my buddy Steven's like, I want to do it with my kids. And so in a weird way, I don't know how to produce this because I don't know the legalities of it. And the other thing that's problematic is I, I like I, I don't mind guns. I don't mind people having guns. But I also am very strict when it comes to gun safety and I don't know about gun laws. I'm I'm like I'm just uninformed and I'm on the fence. Like I think people should have guns and have the right to bear arms. And I think you should have handguns. All my friends that have handguns, like Anthony Cumia, like I think he should have his handgun. I think he could should have as many guns as he wants. And I, but I know that there are school shootings, and then like so, I'm on the fence. Like I don't really have a dog in that fight. I don't own a gun per se, but I have shotguns. So like I, I, I don't have shotguns. I have shotguns. You have shot, <laughs> shot and guns. Yeah, you shoot it. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> statement that could be misconstrued. I yeah. have shotguns. I have, sh- oh, have shotguns. Haven't we all? How many shotguns do you have, yeah. buddy? No, I. So now there's a helicopter above us. So the next I want to shoot that <laughs> it's a and go-bot. then put it online and just do like you know it probably go viral. But it would the, definitely go viral. The backlash would be crazy. It well, would just, no, it would be both. It, you would you'd be, you'd go viral because you're going to get both, and then you're stuck in the middle of like what's your take on this whole. And then you're going to have to answer that question over and over. But the and over whole thing again. is like it's it's a social experiment. You know what social I mean? Experiment. That's all it is. And and, and and we live in L.A. We're not. I'm not talking about like Georgia where they know like that. Where if you, you put a gun in my wife's family's thing, the second they see that gun, they're like, I'm going to get my dad. Dad, your gun's out. Like that's the way they behave. Yeah, my kids are L.A. Princesses that if they see a gun, they may think it's a prop gun. You know, like I'm just curious. Yeah, but it's too volatile. It's 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 just people would want to know. Like they'd want to know why you were doing it. They would just be people. Like I said, <clears throat> people are looking to get offended by something. Well, they're looking to find a way to call you irresponsible as a parent. That's what they're looking. But the, for. how it's not irresponsible if you have producers watching on a no, monitor. No, and like, in you know, some people's minds, it is. Yeah. I'm it's just saying it's like it's a controlled mind. it's a controlled experiment. I mean, it really is. A, it's a sociological. Experiment. What what are kids going to do? And to be honest, like maybe your kids walk in, don't do anything. Okay, that's great. That's not to say all kids are going to do that. You know Correct. what I mean? Like that, I still wouldn't be leaving guns out, even not loaded with. When children I was in around. high school, a buddy of mine's family were big into guns, and I, I'll, I'll never forget the day that he chased us around the house with a shotgun, screaming, "It's it's fine, it's not loaded." But he was pointing it at us, and he was he was just running oh, out with that yeah. gun in his hand. Oh. My, and so, I mean, listen, again, a, a household full of guns. And I'm sure his dad gave him the gun safety speech a million times, and I'm sure the gun was probably safe. But did he check the chamber? Nah. Before? No. He just assumed. Why would it be loaded? It wasn't loaded and chased us around the house with it. So it's like I look at it and go, you got to have some sort of sensibilities here, man, because people make stupid mistakes every fucking day from like, should I get a hamburger or not to... You know what I mean? Not after yeah. hearing about how Bird jerked off. Well, exactly. One. Yeah. Well, that was a cheeseburger. It's different. We never talked about that. Done with. So wait, here's the. Here, I, I can't find. This is okay. So, the uh, we got emails in Austin, and I was like, I think it was right when I became an executive producer on the show, and they're like, 
uh, her name's Callie. She sent emails out about the next day's whatchamacallit. And I was like, whatever. I'm not fucking reading these. It was the season I became an executive producer. So now you're all... So I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not fucking reading these emails. And she's like, we're going spelunking. And I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And she's like, no, I sent you an email with the details. I was like, I got it. You, go, you enter in through a hole, and it's like, it's a little tight, but it opens up into a big cave, and you rappel into it. She's like, right. So I go, yeah. She goes, you know, just so you know, it's a 160-foot rappel. It's in the email. And I went, I got it. So we get there. It is, uh, it is this hole that you see this guy in. It's this hole. Oh, dude. Nope, no, not happening. No, nope. Don't like that at all. And it's <laughs> that big for 160 feet. So you rappel in this hole for 160 feet. And then you're out into and the open? Then it opens up into a cave. And I went, and I went, no. I literally got up there, and it's, it's, it is a manhole cover. And it's so skinny that when I did it, I had to have one arm up and one arm down. Oh, no. Because no, if I no, had both no. arms, I'd get stuck. No. And, they said, and I said to her, I went, okay, yeah, I got it. No, you go in there, and it's like, it's like you go six feet, and then it opens up. And they're like, no, 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 no. They're it like, it's 160 feet down. Are you claustrophobic at all? No. Extremely. Yeah, that okay. would, I, I can't even look at that picture. It's so... Extremely. And I went, and I went, or no, hold on. Who the fuck? And I, everyone was like, uh, you were on the email. <laughs> I was like, I don't read fucking emails. <laughs> then, you know I don't read fucking emails. Then you have the explosion emails. of like, don't, don't tell me I was on an email chain. You need to tell me that we're fucking going in a hole for 160 feet. <laughs> She's like, well, I did in the email. She's like, in the email, it was pretty clear what we're doing. You read the email, right? I was like, I don't read the fucking emails. That one and one Did time, you do it? Yeah, I ended up doing it. Yeah. How oh. long did it take to get that that squeeze that 160 feet? It was very long. It was very long. It was because oh well, here's what they say you get you go down. It's in Austin, Texas. If anyone wants to do this, I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if maybe we can only do this because we were doing a TV show. Yeah. But you go into this thing and they lower you down and they go very slow and they and they go at one point. It's going to open up into a very. It's going to look like Superman's house. Like it opens up into a little cavern, a little fortress of like, solitude. Do not stop there. They're like, do not go straight to the – like, you'll see another hole. Go straight to that hole. Do not slow down because if you stop there, it becomes very dangerous. We got we can't get you out. We got to send someone in to get you out. It's really bad. And we're like, oh, my God. So we go down the thing. We go through it. And the whole time I just go, kept thinking, I'm rescuing baby Jessica. I'm rescuing baby Jessica. I'm rescuing Going baby Jessica. Going down the well. Going down the well, rescuing baby Jessica. And I was I, – but I was freaked out. Maybe it took like four minutes. That's Maybe a long like four that's, minutes. That's the longest four minutes of your life. Like very, it was the longest four minutes of my life. And then when it opens up, you're like, "Oh, this is fucking great." And then, but then you still have to climb it. I did one. How do you get back? You have to go back up same way, or you, you climb out a different way. There's a fucking walk. There's a walkway into the cave. <laughs> you could have walked into the cave. And like, <laughs> I could have started just at the big thing and just been like, "Oh well, I'm repelling uh, down." Oh, oh, look who did it! Look yeah, did it's it. television. We could have cut and then just fucking shown you going into the hall and then just shown you coming out. <laughs> we did one. We did one that is a million times worse than that uh, in New Zealand. We did one where we're, it's spelunking. And, and by the way, I talk to spelunkers. Some guys are very passionate about spelunking. And one of the things they're most passionate about is finding places no one's ever been. Yeah. It's like being very, the first to... Being the first to find... Which is crazy hell? to me. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a, we met a guy in, uh, in Glenwood Cavern Springs uh, and the Glenwood Caverns. And this guy that owns it, I mean, regaled us with stories of him being stuck. I'm going to make... Of course, I'm going to make this bigger... Than I'm sure it was in real life because because your friend peed on him. No, yeah, no, yeah because my <laughs> okay. friend peed on him. But like, but that's what I. But like, only because the severity of the story blew me away so much. But he said he would get stuck in a hole where his head was stuck 
or his shoulders were stuck, and his arm was here, no. and he just gave a chisel, and just literally for like seven hours, just start chiseling, no. trying to get his way out. Because no. he had no. no backup plan. He had no backup no, plan. No, 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 no. That guy's insane. He, I, so he would do this stuff by himself. Yeah. Without... Oh, that's crazy. No, I mean, that's, insane. that's also no. That's they, they, they're they, they're born without a fear gene. Then, yeah. yes, this he, kind of guy who goes swimming right after he eats. He would eat his own hand. He off said one time. He said one time, uh, he got into a place where he got his body through, his hips through, but the direction he got in, he got his he got his neck, his head, and shoulder stuck. No, and he's like, and he's like, and I can feel my bodily dangling, my body dangling, and I don't know how far the drop's going to be. All I know is. When I chisel myself out, I'm going to fall free. And he's like, I chisel myself out, and, I f- and it takes like seven hours to do it. And I fall like 13 feet onto the ground, and I realize there's no out. I've got to find a way to get buck- back up through that hole now. And I was like, what the fuck? No, dude. Like, what are you doing that for? That's it's, insane. It's, the one we did in New Zealand was we go into this. Uh, very, it looked very uh, commercialized. You go in. You get everyone gets wetsuits on. Everyone gets their their boot their booties, and you got your helmet and your thing, and you got a harness on, and you it's on Trip Flip New Zealand. If you want to see it, I don't, you got to fucking record all of them, I guess. But you go in, and you zip line in, and when you think it's going to be fine, and then you get in the water, and you start walking, and it's cool. It's like open wide, and then he's like, "All right, everyone through the birthing canal," and you're like, "What?" He's like, "Everyone through the birthing canal." And now, mind you, when you're in water, and so you go and you see this hole, so you walk over to the hole, and then all of a sudden your body drops into chest high water, and you're like, "All right." And so then you go over to the birthing canal, and you literally kind of like climb up. It is as big as your body. The water is to your chin. Your head is touching the top. No. You're scraping the top, and you're crawling, doing a marine crawl through the birthing canal, where you open up on the other side, and that is where claustrophobia begins. And and there's rushing fucking water. I'm talking like, I mean, I, I swear to God, if we had Trip Flip New Zealand, I'd fucking show you, and you'd be like, get the fuck out. There yeah. was points. There were points where you had to go through where, oh, maybe like 100 gallons of water were coming through. So what they do is they'd get you into the thing, and it's loud as fuck, and you got a camera light in your face because so, they're shooting it, and they're like, all right, you're going to get behind the waterfall. When you get behind the waterfall, just breathe. Just breathe. And then they pull you back, and you're sitting there going, ah, ah, ah. And he's like, when you feel my arm, start climbing up. And you're like, Kung. and then you, literally, we were in these crawl spots that you were had to be literally on your stomach, and there was just enough water from your head to the top, and you're breathing. And it was like that for the whole way. And then what's even crazier through this whole thing is you'd get to a little opening. Like there was an opening where we saw an eel. And all of a sudden, like, Fucking 15 Asian ladies are floating by on inner tubes. And you're like, what? Wait, where the fuck are they coming from? Why are we going like that way? Yeah, and I was like, in my head, I kept, that's the only thing that kept me safe. I was like, worst case scenario, I just jump over with one of these inner tubes. And, and I'm like, where the fuck are they going? on out, yeah. Turns out there's one inner tube canal. And then just to the left is where all the rushing water comes through. And they were taking us through the rough part. Like through the claustrophobic, spelunking, rough part. But it was, it, it at points was connected to the inner tube. So, but it was like. I got done. My my produce, director and producer Paul is sitting at the end, and they're all sitting out there. And, and, the, and did they do it too? Nope. No. They took a van to where to sure. meet us, and we climbed. We scrambled up and uh, up a waterfall, and he they're just like the typical production. They're like, how was it? And you're like, I go, this was poorly fucking researched. He was like, what? And I go, this is not. You had you have no clue what we went through if you're asking how, how was, was it? it yeah and he was like what do you mean I was like I need a fucking beer right now and I'm gonna lay in this pool it's like a pool like a 
spring, and I just laid in the spring just in New Zealand going, that was the fucking scariest thing I've ever done in my fucking life. Oh, my God. See, I'm, I'm, my palms are sweating. I can't even imagine. I don't like small spaces. I don't like being underwater. I, 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 none of that sounds appealing. Dude. I'm like. So, did you ever go in your head? Because if you're, if if you ha- have that where you're claustrophobic, where you did you ever? And now this this sounds arrogant to say, but where you're like, I am on a TV show. I'm not going to die on the TV show. So uh, I'm going to be. I'll tell you what. That's a very interesting thing to say. I don't think that. What I do when I get claustrophobic, and it hap- I get very claustrophobic when I go scuba diving. Oh yeah, I can't go scuba diving. When I go scuba diving, there's a like we had to do. I had two things happen that really freaked me out. One is I watched my dive, I watched my dive buddy die, like it. She didn't die, but I watched her die. Like I didn't. She ended up living, Jesus but I watched Christ. her die. Forty feet down, you do the test, like, and you're we're in Fiji, and she, you, drop the thing. The whole point is to say I'm out of water. You take the thing out of your mouth. You, you're holding on to your partner, so you're hold, I'm holding on to her vest. She's holding on to mine. We're on our knees 40 feet down. 40 feet down, you can't just shoot back up to no. the top. You've got to stay there. And uh, I grab on. We're holding on to each other. All she's got to do is say, I'm out of air. And I take my reserve, give it my her. yellow one line, and I give it to her. And she breathes off of it. We're with a guy named Zen who does not speak English. Great. Not that that matters 40 feet underwater, but he did not speak any English. He's our dive instructor to get us finish up our certification. No English. As a matter of fact, as we were at the top to go down, he goes, okay, ascend. And we were like, oh, I think you mean descend. This is going to be bad. <laughs> we get down to the bottom. She does the thing. I'm out of air. I hand her my thing, and she forgets to clear it, and she just breathes in water, and she chokes, and she starts choking 40 feet down, and she throws mine out of her thing. I'm holding on to her. Throws mine out of her thing and starts looking for hers, and I'm watching her, like, and I'm, fuck, I'm, I'm, looking in her face and I'm just like oh my god Callie's dying right now like I'm watching her die I've never been more terrified in my entire life at that moment and this fucking guy Zen god bless this motherfucker he just grabbed his reserve shoved it in her mouth like fucking Rocco Sofredi's and yeah. just held her there just, just literally just held her fucking head and, and just kept pressing air in her mouth like hitting the like release air so air's just shooting in her mouth just hosing her with fucking air just literally deep throating her fucking throat with air and she's just and like you can watch her freaking out and then all of a sudden she starts breathing she's like and then he's like everybody up and so we go up to the top and she's crying and she's like and I was like they're like he's like alright we're done we're done and I was like no 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 we need to get certified and Callie's like we need this certification and I was like look We'll do it one more time. We'll take me down, and I'll do it. Just all it needs is one person to do it. And he's like, are you guys sure? And we're like, we're totally sure. We go back down to 40 feet and put it in. I do it. We go up. We get certified. And I was like, mother fucker. But that thing fucking scarred me. But to answer your question, the thing that I um, do the most when I, when I have those panic attacks is I look at the camera and I play to the camera. And I go, it's so weird. I've had panic attacks uh, just about every time I scuba dive. Um, not really I've had been better the last one I went I was in uh, it was with whale sharks in Japan and I was pretty it was pretty fun it was, it was a good time 
But there was a point where I started realizing, like, I'm down here for 30 fucking minutes. Like, I'm done looking at this fucking whale shark. Like, I could, go, I could wrap this up real yeah. quick. It's like, imagine if fucking you and seven of your friends just stood in a parking lot at four in the morning and just stared at a car. And you had to do it for 30 minutes. And you couldn't talk to each other. And you just were like, like it get old. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm ready to fucking do this. And I started freaking out. And I just went, I just go right to the camera. And I start looking at the camera. I'm like, hey. Like, I start mugging for the camera. This is great. Like, I start going, come on, Bert. Let's, let's get into this. Make them this believe that this yeah. is great. Oh, this is awesome. Take it out. Smile. Hey. And then put it back. And, hey, this is whale shark. And I start playing to the camera. And it disconnects me from my, my genuine panic. And, it's, and I've done that. I've done that a couple times where I go, just play for the camera. And you won't, and you won't be connected to this. Like, Interesting, because I, I have a friend who has pretty pretty bad ticks and Tourette's kind of deal, and when he acts, none of it's there. Really? I mean, he's a real good actor, but when he acts, he is taken out of all that. Like, he associates with the character, and he just doesn't have it's that. It's like Mel Tomei had a stutter until but he not sang. not what he sang, right, yeah. Well, yeah I, I've been, like, I went bungee jumping uh, a week ago. Yeah, is that what all the videos, is? Just, you're just pushing people off the thing, like, there's yeah. like... Are all yeah. those people in the crew, or yeah, it was my whole crew. My, yeah. I made my whole crew go bungee jumping. I was like, if I'm going to do this for the entire fucking season, I need a trust. I need a trust fall. Oh man, so that I, looked. I, I, I couldn't that do that. Fall. 160 free foot free fall uh, over off that bridge, right? That bridge it was like it was, into a river, it was, like it's that, terrifying. But what I do into is a spelunk. Yeah, it was a 160 foot hole you have to crawl through. But I, I literally get up there and I start playing to the camera. Like I go. I go, Tyler's over there with the long lens. I got Mans right here, and I start. And I just, because if I was doing it in real life, I'd be so fucking scared I couldn't jump. Oh. You just get there, and then I say, all right. And, like, you just start doing production things. Hold the go. I want a good shot on this GoPro. I want a good side shot. And then I'm like, all right, you guys ready? Like, and I'm pumping it up. But it's not me talking. It's this guy that isn't me talking. Like, and the other thing I could do, I can't believe I'm talking this much about myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> the other thing I do is... I had I'm terrified I'm terrified of heights and terrified and I've done the two I've done the three tallest out outdoor indoor and uh, international uh, rope swings in the world oh. I've done the th- I've done three of them and every time I did them I had to make it I had to do an intro read with it because I couldn't do it without it so I'd say okay this is what we'll do harness me up and when my travelers come walking out I'll go. Hey guys, I promised you adventure, and then I could jump because I'd be. You needed you're that disconnect. Focusing I, on something else, you're not exactly. Yeah, I couldn't do so it. So other Bert steps in. I couldn't do it where they're like, Bert, are you ready? I'm like, okay, let's harness me up. Let's feel my emotions. I had to disconnect. Yeah, and but this bungee jump I did, I had to get harnessed up. I had to harness like do, and I had to jump. And my whole point this last one was: there's two types of men. There, there's two types of people. People can bungee jump. People who can't. Certain people can't do the. Can't they just can't? It's just. I can't do it. I'm sorry I can't do that. I know I can't do that. Yeah. Then there's – out of the jumpers, there's two types of people. There's people who can f- get off of the platform, and then there's people who can leap to their death. Right. Who can dive and go, fuck it! Yeah. Like, and I was like, I've always wanted to be that one. The yeah, cliff you want to do a swan dive with the cliff around your ankles, man. Yeah. Those are crazy Mexico cliff diving, not quite sure where the rocks are in the Dude, water, people. Care. Yeah, and then they'll live forever. And of course. The one guy who's like, ah, oh, this makes me a little nervous. He bounces off 75-foot <laughs> cliffs all he the way to his death. He also happens to be a Muppet. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. Okay. 
This is good for the listening audience. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I, I can't show anyone this. Oh, okay. Because it's fucking illegal. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, turn that down. Let's mute that. So we climb up here. By the way, hey, yeah. By the way, I can only do this because I'm hosting right now. Yeah, so you're, you're other Bert so right now. What, is that, uh, what do they call that? Don't don't say it. Oh I'll yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So watch. Because I've seen. I know people have hiked there. Dude. No, come on. Now you're doing this blind. No. Me, no, but meaning. Oh, so you. Oh, okay. I get it. Uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. <clears throat> There's that, a thing when you do any of this stuff that has to do with belaying and like ropes and all this stuff, even zip lining. I don't know how you guys like I watch everything those people do when they're setting it up because I'm just curious how good are you or are you just this guy on summer vacation that learned how to do this for a side job kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah you're a like, Somebody's got to be, yeah, you know, you know borderline carny. Yeah, yeah, but like, like how legit. Are you at making sure these ropes aren't going to snap and like you know what I mean? Like all who that was crazy the first stuff. Guy to do that, like uh, his name's Creighton Baird. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a lunatic. Is he dead? Well, of uh, no, he's, he's a, a lunatic. lunatic. Is right. Yeah, I mean the first like I had that friend. The same guy liked to fight. We had a rope swing that went off this bike path. My same buddy Kyle was like, fight. "I'm gonna I'm gonna tie the rope swing around my bike handles and I'm gonna ride down a path and I'll swing out over the thing like ET and shit." And we were all like. Okay, guy who doesn't understand physics, let's watch this happen. So he'll kind of like stand back and he ties the thing around his bike handle, and he goes to ride down the thing, and the rope swing just jerks his bike up, and he falls like 15 feet onto his back. He's like, his bike is swinging around in the trees. He's like, it didn't work. I'm like, yeah, I know, dude. But that's the same guy. My friend, he's the same guy who rides bulls. He broke his back snowboarding. Like, he's just that guy. He's he would, that guy, as I say. He's just yeah, that guy. Yeah, we used to go cliff jumping at this place called Starved Rock, and his older brother... First time I was ever there, he's like, this is the tall cliff. I'm, like, walking up to the edge, like, you got to be out of your mind to jump off. The-, the kid runs by me, does a gainer, and lands in this tiny pool. I was like, what? There's certain people who can do that. I, and, and that was my whole goal with his last bungee jump. Is I was like, I want to leap. I want to leap. I've, on that one, you had to leap. It was the first time I'd ever jumped. It. I might as well just tell you, we jumped off the Corona Arch. It's, a, it's illegal now, but we did it when it was legal. And, we, and, and so the, I've talked about it on past podcasts. I'm sure that whatever, but uh, you're fine. I, in the middle of saying it, I was like, I've already, I did a podcast with Creighton. I'm sure we talked about it. Oh yeah, and so we talked about how he figured out to do it, how to do it, and so how did he figure out how to do it with that? a backpack? They were up there at night. Oh, of course, guy, he's a lunatic. They were up there at night, and they were like, you know what? I bet you could swing under this. And they were like, let's up, fill up a backpack with rocks. Oh, and do it. I see what so you're saying. Not he just worked. had a backpack. Yeah, and I was an like, idea. he just went there with a backpack. I was like, okay, well, this uh, guy is. Let me get he my climbs up there without rope or anything. He just climbs up and is up there running around up there. He's a fucking madman. Wow, like uh, literally. And like so, those crazy people that that cl- rock climb with nothing except their bare hands. Alex Honnold, Honnold. Have you? F- uh, my new obsession is this guy, uh, Sketchy Andy. <laughs> Sounds like a great tour guide. Just Google <laughs> Sketchy Andy's tours, everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to play anymore. Third Street Promenade. He draws great pictures of you. I'm not going <laughs> to Sketchy Andy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a caricature artist. He's a great guy, though. Sketchy Andy. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to talk about him at all because you have to watch videos. But just Google Sketchy Andy's Sketchy Andy's top ten sketchiest base jumps. Oh my God, he's a base jumper. <laughs> ten. <laughs> Ten of his sketchiest pages. And this guy makes a living being called Sketchy Andy. <laughs> and it's, and it's and him, like, fucking almost dying 
ten, ten times. times. Like fuck. Like he's it's and it's, he, he, that shit. Like for someone to do something like that, and then it, oh man, I almost died there. Okay, when's the next one? Like I would have been like, well, that was crazy. I lived never doing it again. Well, I just good because I can add sketchy Andy to my safe search for my boys. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah that he that. will Don't also be unincluded in the uh, the Google searches in my household. He was the guy who did the slack line for Madonna at the Super Bowl that was flipping and bouncing around. Oh wow, yeah, and like not the Dorito one. And apparently, she said, "I'd like you to go on tour with me." How's uh? How's $250,000 sound? And he's like, how's a million sound? And she was like, you can go fuck yourself. He's like, okay. Like, that, he's just this guy that could give two fucks. Yeah, well, he was he care about going on tour well, with Madonna. No, the guy's yeah, where's the adventure fucking, in that? There's no adventure. Yeah. He's yeah. been there, done it, right? So, like, what does he give a shit? Unless yeah. he can fucking zip tie in off the crane and come to the st- like. Oh, he's we get, we get one of our cameramen lives in Boulder. And so we get all these, like, insane, like, he'll, he'll know, he knows these guys that are, just insane adventurists and you're just like wow what is yeah like how are you born different than everyone else that you're like yeah dude have you ever been rock climbing once i'm terrible at it (laughs) now what did you do free or did you actually connect yourself we tried to do we were going to do free Mm. in halong bay in vietnam where you go over water so you climb up and if you fall you just land in water oh and so it's actually pretty cool it's like the coolest place to free climb um, but uh, how we far did, you? How far would you fall though before you land I mean, in the you water? Could, theoretically, fucking ninety feet. Okay, so you're going to get bitch slapped. So that's not good either. Like, you're getting bitch slapped. Oh, you could break your neck. I mean, yeah. it, it it would get really scary at a point where I just would. I'd probably get twenty feet up and be like, I'm done. I'm done. Like yeah. this line's run its course. I'm. This looks like we're the end. <laughs> um, but we climbed. We went rock climbing in Halong Bay that with tethered in like safety lines. Belaying on belay. Oh, climbing, climb on. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that uh, rock climbing is fucking scary as fuck. I took a class in college, and they had this place in Duluth or Minnesota where you could go and rock climb. And in the class, you're on a climbing wall. You're like, yeah, all right, whatever. This is stupid. Yeah. Then you go out to these rocks, and I was with people like I was with good friends, and they were all very outdoorsy, and they could all do this fairly well. <clears throat> I have one picture from that day, and it looks like I'm super high up, but I just had my friend lay on her back <laughs> and take the picture from below me so I could send my mom the photo, but I was just terrible at it, man. I just I did a bunch of those. I don't have, I don't have the... I don't have... I'm a, I can balance. I'm athletic. I'm not uncoordinated, but there's something about putting me with like now I'm responsible for my own life kind of deal it's like yeah okay too, too scared where's the end game that's what I always say it's like okay like you have to have a different type of brain yeah your end to game go, is to I'm going to rock climb up 400 can... feet the payoff is I get to stand in this spot that not many that unless people anybody do. else can just do what I did can't stand in that spot unless they get helicoptered in right like so right. I look at it and go yeah but what else? Where's the? Because otherwise, yeah. it's a lot of work. No, but that is the that there is no what. I mean, but to, for them, and yeah. they're also okay. It's, you know, there's that one machine at the gym. Yeah, where like you kind of go like this, yes, and it's I, really hard. I don't know what it's called. Yes, it's but, like a stairmaster, but with the but, arm thing. Yeah, and, yeah, I remember when I was at the trainer once. And he's like, just do that. The elliptical. It's ones. No, where the arms are above. Rocky your head. did it. Yeah. Rocky did it yes. in one of his movies. Ivan Drago definitely did it. Or Ivan Drago did it. Yeah, yeah. Ivan Drago Rocky did it in Rocky Four. Yeah, yeah fuck that machine. Uh, that's I, what I'm saying. That machine, all the ones. If I never had to be on that, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, rock climbers are probably great. They probably. Yeah, they probably love that thing. Ripped shoulders. That and they're the same guys that are doing one arm pull up. Which yeah, and fucking one arm pushups. Dude, and shit. watch their their hands. You shake hands with a rock climber, and it's like their hands are fucking. I mean, just grizzled. Yeah, like a calloused football or something. Yeah, You're like Jesus. I mean, I, I I I can understand. I can under, I can theoretically understand the joy in you and a friend rock climbing for the day to a to a peak, 
and totally safe, tethered in, being outside. And I can I can understand that. I, I, I've do. done it. It's fun. Um, I don't understand free climbing. I don't understand. It's the adrenaline. It, it, these, it, it's almost like um, you're okay with death. You have to be okay with death. Hundred percent. Always like has to be weighed into the factor. Now, I know they would say, "Oh, you could die driving your car on the street," but there's a greater chance than that. Right. Than that. All it takes is one week. Rock that you weren't planning, and I know that they've got a calculated way they do it. But still, you have to be okay. Yeah, not that calculated. With death. No one's ever been on a half dome yeah. without a fucking rope. Yeah. I just I think it's like I I, I look at it like. Um, Drugs, kind of like you know, there's always like this is a gate. Marijuana is a gateway drug. Like, yeah, okay. Technically, I can say that it was for me. I moved on to do a bunch of other drugs, and now I just you're not won't. helping the cause. Continue. No, right. But my point is, when you you climb, you're like, oh, I'm just getting into climbing. Oh shit, this is really like you get off on it, and it's your yeah. thing. And then you're like, what's what's the next thing? Like, what can I do now? Like, after you write a great joke, you're like, oh, this is good. I'll tell it for a couple of months. And you're like, oh, I need a what's better? What can I do now? And like, yeah. the answer is no ropes. Take the fucking ropes away, and then yeah. I can just climb and I can be free. And it's like oh. you're. You're out of your mind. Yep. You're out of your mind. But that's like the person who graduates from, hey, I love acid. Oh, you just want to smoke PCP? Like, no, dude. No. Just no. James Franco is enough for me to not want to do it. It was Ooh, 127 hours. Do you remember the movie? You remember the movie? I didn't he was I with the girls? even watch the movie just he because He was with the girls, the... and he was like, just let go. And they fall into that hole, into that water. We jumped into that. Oh, you did? Yeah, same place. Fu- it's the exact same place. It's fucking amazing. Was he there to tell you to just let go? No. <laughs> There's a, wax, there's a wax figure of James Franco with a voice <laughs> <Just> box. <let go. laughs> it was uh, it was a fucking very high jump. I, I yeah, it was man, very high. That's the kind. Do you have to? You, that's just what trip flip is for you. Just a, adrenaline nonsense. I mean, that's crazy. I I Would mean, you consider yourself an adrenaline junkie? Uh, no. But you're willing to do all. I mean, I'm willing to do it all. But that's. But I have no interest in. Like, I don't think I technically have an interest in finding adrenaline. Like if what? the show stopped right now and was canceled, uh-huh. and then tomorrow you went camping with some buddies, would you then still be like, let's go rock climbing, let's go bungee jump? No, you'd be like, let's drink beers by this fire and know that we're not going to die yeah, would here. Would you go cliff diving if you weren't on a show? Uh, uh, maybe. Depends on the situation. It depends on the situation. Here's the thing. If, 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 if I no longer work, at some point if I no longer work on Travel Channel, would I go bungee jumping um may, maybe to share the experience with friends because i've done it and i'm not afraid of it okay had i had i never gotten involved with travel channel would i like it's it's hard to say because the travel channel kind of changed my dna in a lot of ways yeah like a lot of things i would have never fucking done because i was so afraid of but you're glad you did it i'm very glad well, skydiving yeah. I and you're never... a person your tv personality now and it's a little bit different than you do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you think part of it though is that you're not an adrenaline junkie, and that's what makes it more interesting? Is like I you're so. you're okay you're a regular with, guy, and it's like you, yeah, because otherwise a guy, you're a regular guy. We can both. I, do I this. can watch you do it and be like, well, if, if he if has claustrophobia yeah, and he's he seems okay, like he's a little and nervous. Then, but if I'm watching like Sketchy John or whatever, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm never gonna be like that guy. Yeah, that guy's like, out of his fucking mind. There's the I said to like we're doing pre-interviews for the bungee jump. You, what you want to get in those, like, is I'm, I'm going to do it, but what I'm going to do is talk to people about to ride it, and you usually do that before I ride it so that my adrenaline's up, and I'm nervous, and their adrenaline, I match theirs, and then we do a post-ride after I've ride, ridden it. I hang out as people come off, and I interview them. So what, did they, what did you think? So that's really difficult because the majority of people say the exact same thing. It was awesome. Yeah. So that's that's the exact verbiage. Yeah, it was awesome. Once you survive it, yeah, that was it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. Also, my pants are filled with it was, dung. It was scary. It was awesome. I mean, like to get anything derivation of that's insane. We're doing the pre-interviews, and I'm pumped up, and I'm you can tell I'm nervous as fuck. I'm sweating. You see it in that video there. I'm sweating in my ass crack. 
my ass crack's sweating and it's seeping through the khakis. And so I'm like, I have a towel in there to, to dry it. That's how nervous I am. But these are all the emotions I'm going through. It's like sweating. I went and took a piss and I pissed in my pants a little bit. So now you can see that. So this is all happening. And I interview this girl. And this is exactly who you don't want on TV is this girl. I go, I go so tell me, are you nervous? She goes, no. I said, why not? She goes, they wouldn't let you do it if it was dangerous. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you're right. Ruiner of fun. <laughs> she was like, I, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be here if people were dying. So. I'm going to be fine. It's not that bad. You should I said, have said, what about it? the heights? And she goes, well, it's, it's high, but, you know, there's things higher. And I'm like, okay, that, you're someone who will never be on television. Like, yeah, but, the, but, but that, I don't She has clearly not been splunking in New Zealand. Yeah, I, but exactly. anything could go wrong. You, you fucking ride. People die on roller coasters. Do you know what I mean? Like, just because some guy's an expert and he's rigged you up and you're going to get pushed off a bridge, I'm still thinking, what did this dude do wrong? Did he wake up? Did he get high today? Did he forget a screw? Did he forget a bolt? Did I always he forget say to, to them, put his shoes on? When we, do, when we go skydiving or I get in a plane with a stunt pilot or there's a guy I'm doing something with, I, oh, helicopter pilots, always, I always say, do you have a family? And if they say no, I'm fucking nervous. Yeah. I go, I don't want the fucking young yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't want the guy with nothing. Like, this guy who's looking for a story at the bar later. I want the guy who wants to come home and take yeah, his kids. It's real to safe. Like, yeah. Yeah. I always said that. I was like, I got into a, uh, this prototype uh, helicopter prototype. No, airplane. Dude, what are you getting in a prototype helicopter in for? In fucking dude? Costa Rica. Oh, even better. Yeah. Or fucking, hey, we made <laughs> this. Oh, did you? Let me get in and see how high it can go. At a German compound. What? Uh, like well, the, if Germans are involved, I bet it would that's probably the run. That's the only part that made me feel good. Yeah, right? I was like, what what is that? Bunch of German Ricans. metal. What is that? Bubble gum. Yeah, okay. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. That seems fair. <laughs> and the guy, I said to the guy before we said, I go, do you have, uh, do you have kids? And the guy was like, he was young and he was good looking. He was like, no. And I was like, uh, I'm going to go with the other pilot that's older. I go to him. I go, do you have kids? He goes, and grandkids. I went, okay. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to make it back in one piece. <laughs> I was like, I want the fucking guy. Like, uh Especially like, the helicopters to me, even the best, even like a Black Hawk helicopter. I look at that and I'm like, looks like it was made in the backyard by a couple of high school kids and I would never get in that thing. You go up and down. Like, uh-uh. No. Helicopters. Uh, I was in a helicopter ride with this girl in, in Paris. We were flying out of Paris out to the countryside to stay in a castle and she's just fucking white knuckling it. Yeah. I mean, she's like, hold on, and I'm having a good time. I think we had had like some Bordeaux before, and I'm like, I got a little bit of a buzz. Are you wearing an ascot? And it's but maybe I might. I probably was wearing a beret. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was <laughs> just gonna say that you definitely had a beret. On. And so we're flying in this helicopter, and I'm just kind of like looking at the French countryside, thinking how lucky I am. And I look at her, and she's like holding on. I thought she was getting airsick, so I said to her boyfriend, "I go, is she getting airsick?" And he goes, "No, she just had some friends die in a helicopter." And I was like, "What?" And so I leaned over, and now mind you, we're all t- have headsets, it's, except for the guys up front who speak French. They don't speak English. They could care less what they, you're talking they, so about. So yeah. it's just us talking. And she's she says, "One screw, and we all die. One screw comes out, and we all die." And I'm going, "The fuck? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> and now I start going, "One fucking screw." Now I'm looking around like at anything jiggling. Going, yeah, you're like tightening things. You're like, "Is this helping?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Are we? Do we need to be 1,200 feet? Can yeah, can we, we go lower? lower? Like maybe four or five feet off the yeah, ground? Is there feet. a way to do that? Can we just drive this the rest of the yeah. way?" And so and she goes, "One screw," and so we land. She gets out and runs out of the helicopter, well, and, they, and we have to do an arrival shot because our crew wasn't there. So to you got an arrival shot. Back, you gotta, so we got to get back in, go back up, <laughs> come back, circle, down. and come back down. And she's like, "I'm not fucking doing it." And I was like, "Well, we need it for the shot." And so we had to get one of the girls in our crew to pretend to be her because she wouldn't do it. And, oh I, and my God. ever since then. 
every helicopter I get in, I hear her go, one, one screw, screw and we all die. One screw and we all die. Did you yeah. ever fact check her story if her friends died because of one loose screw? Uh, no. Uh, she was a um, paramedic, I think Mountain Rescue, in Colorado. Oh. And she and her friends had trying to been helivac someone out. And on the way out, their helicopter crashed and they all died. And they were friends. And it was like, and she was like, just one screw. That's what happened. One screw came out and they all died. And I went, and by the way, it took all the fun out of riding in helicopter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that takes all the fun out of everything at that point. Cut to like a fucking, uh, six months later, I'm in Brazil up by the fucking, up by the the Redeemer statue, Mm -hmm. which is, um, I'm guessing, I'm going to guess, fucking, it's not 5,000 feet. I'm going to guess it's 1,200 feet. 1,200 feet in the sky. 2,000 feet. Let's say 2,000 feet in the sky. So we take a helicopter from down at the bottom of Brazil, up past the, um, the not the barrios, the uh, favelas, up to the Redeemer statue. We circle it. We're above it. We're not close. We're yeah, above Redeemer it. Redeemer statue is the big, the big Christ the, sitting yeah, on the yeah. top of the yeah. mountain. Yeah. 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 And then he just kind of, the guy takes us face to face with it. We look at it. I'm taking video. Oh, that's Shoot. fucking cool, it's though. A beautiful fucking life experience. And then he starts backing us up. He's backing us up, and he backs us away, away from all the mountains. And now we are hovering at 2,000 feet. I don't even know how high it is. I got to find out. I wonder. Let me. I'm sure Siri can tell me. <laughs> Siri, how high is the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro? Oh, Siri, don't let us down, Siri. Come on, Siri, make yourself useful. I found this on the web for how high is the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, 124 feet. I guess that's the actual statue itself. Oh, the statue is 124 feet tall. I was but you're, say, that really takes the air out of like, your you're, helicopter you're only 124 ride. 124 feet up. Uh, this is just got way worse. 700 <laughs> meters. Oh, great uh, math. We're uh, Americans. 3, 000, oh, it's, about, oh. it's roughly like 3,000 feet like in this uh, in the air. 3,500. 3, yeah, you're on a travel show. You got to know meters. 3,500 3, feet does. in the air. He does. Yeah. And so you're that. We're 3,000 feet in the air, and he and he just starts backing it up. Now, mind you, the helicopter's not moving. Other than slowly backing right. up, and then he sits there and he's like, says to my camera, "When you want to get a shot of this?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So he just starts sitting there at three thousand feet, just sitting there, not doing going anywhere, just not sitting there. That's just, when you realize you're just floating in the air, right? That's yeah. like a float. I'm, I'm like, I'm literally with in this the, with a fan blade above us to, Joey, to, to keep Joey, us I'm in. doing a podcast. Can I call you back? When you finish. All right, I'll call you back. Um, so <laughs> put your Joey message. gets really frustrated if you don't answer his phone calls. Like if he's like, I called you twice. Why couldn't you pick up the fucking phone? You're Matthias? like, yeah. And oh, so, nice. and, uh, but, so, but yeah, so we're hovering at 3000 feet and then the guy starts like sir, spinning, spinning the helicopter and I'm, I start getting nervous and he starts laughing and so he starts going faster and faster. And then in my head, I'm thinking, are we spinning with the blades or against the blades? And if we spin too fast, is the blades going to stop? One screw. The and goddamn one and screw. I'm, all I'm thinking is one screw. And I'm just like, and I'm fucking, I'm in the front seat with the, and I'm pushing my feet against the thing, holding on, going, can we, can we go down now? We've got the shot. And I'm trying to tell him, like, he doesn't speak. He speaks fucking Portuguese. Yeah. I'm like, I'm the executive producer. Get us the fuck yeah. out of here. And he's like he's laughing. Like, your title's mean Sorry, nothing to me. Sorry, I didn't get your email. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get your email. <laughs> but yeah, that, that fucking... I don't I like I would take my kids like when we went to um when we went to Hawaii I took my kids out to Malakini Crater to go snorkeling like I t- I want them to do parasailing if they want to do it but I don't want to go parasailing uh uh-uh. uh like I no. have no interest in parasailing no. if my daughters want me to go I'll go 
But if they don't, I'll very quickly go, I don't need that life experience. I've done it before. I don't need to do it again. See, I have that whole thing where, like, I got to be careful because, like, I, it, was, it wasn't until high school that I ever went on a roller coaster. Like, I, I was, like, that fear guy. And I don't want to, like, project too much of that stuff on my kids because I feel like, oh, I'm going to bum them out and, like, make them have a miserable fucking or life. Or make them because... live longer by not doing things that could kill them. Well, uh, yeah. not everything, though. Like, no, I don't want to, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm just saying it's like, you know, there's a fine line between being a, a freak is not realizing that you're a freak is and you're dumping it on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, and right. then they're like, I'm not going to do anything. My dad said to be afraid of shoes. Well, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't ride a roller coaster until I was 36. Whoa. Oh, really? Yep. Now, was that just because there wasn't any around or you it literally like, I'm not? It was a job. Fucking Birth to Conqueror started when I was 36. And that was the first roller coaster I was ever on. But why never before that, though? You just never Terrible. went to theme parks? Two things. My mom got motion sick and my dad uh, didn't like lines. And right. so my... So that's like, a, that's enough, <laughs> me and your dad have a lot <laughs> of That's comments. what we call a perfect storm? <laughs> a perfect storm for roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. My dad didn't like lines. My mom didn't got motion sick. And they're like, neither of them wanted any part of that. And as kids, they're like, well, my mom and dad don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So we never did it. And my sister, Cotty, did it a couple times. But I, I never rode a roller coaster until I did it for the audition for Birth to Conqueror. So my genuine terror really sold it like because it builds up because now it's become the unknown it wasn't that you oh, were afraid of it at first it's the, just that it took so long right and the first you know whole season anytime i did any type of thrill ride it was a genuine terror yeah like we did this ride in called max air in cedar park that to this day scares the living fuck out of me and when i saw it i actually ran and hid thinking if I hide, they won't be able to shoot. They this. won't be able to shoot this, and we'll run out of time, and we'll have to move on to something else. But I didn't forgot I had a mic on, and I was in the bathroom, and I called my wife, <laughs> and my my son got Eric Beanie's like he's in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> so they walked in the bathroom and like Bert, we need to shoot it. And but I remember saying to them, "This is how crazy it is," because I just saw this ride the other day. I said to my producer Lonnie, I said, "If you promise me, if you swear to God, you'll never ask me to skydive, I'll do this ride." And then cut to the you know I'm fucking right there. I'm skydiving with Rachel Ray. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Of course you are, yeah. yeah. No, that, no, that's him at the shark. That's not Rachel Ray. Oh, that's not Rachel Ray? No, oh, no, 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 that's the shark. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've monopolized this fucking podcast with me. I was just going to say, you know... If, do, you do, thank, throw, if, do you do roller coasters, though? Like, have you been I, to this... What's the one up in Magic Mountain? Oh, Superman's Dude, my Some of those things are <laughs> fucking so insane, loud. where they hang you upside down, and you're just hang, you're dangling there. The whole roller coaster is like at like 90 miles an hour. Uh, yeah. And I you're just like... Be... I, I, sometimes I'm like, am I too old for this shit? Like, should yes, I not dude, be doing this anymore? Like. But I used to be like in high. Thank I, you for confirming my age. Didn't didn't, didn't ride them a lot, and then went to uh, we had our Six Flags was Great America in Gurney, you know, mm-hmm. yep, Illinois, and uh, I'm going to that one. Yeah, the, oh, is it still there? Yeah, right at the border there. Yeah. And no, it's still there. They used to have a, a big wooden roller coaster. I started out on a little. There was one what that was, was the like big a, roller coaster. Every, every the place, American they Eagle. American Eagle. They don't make wooden roller coasters anymore, right? No, uh, they don't, they make what they've done now is they've changed it into a hybrid uh, steel coaster, and wood. steel and wood, and it's they're fucking. Insane, yeah. Because it's the all the wood tracks. It's all the speed of a wood. So you still hear but they've the got wood steel, shit. And they, but it's steel I beams, so you can go upside down and fucking do loops. It is insane. I just rode Wicked in Wicked Twister, I think, in Massachusetts. Of course, it's called. But can Wicked you still Twister. ride wooden roller coasters anywhere? No, yeah, oh, of oh, you can. Well, okay, no, okay, you can, but it's smaller. Like they took the American Eagle down. They, okay, they, they tore but that they still down. have Beast and Son of the Beast, which are like yeah, the which biggest. Are both, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the like, wooden roller coasters are are like. I think we're too old to ride them because it's either. Well, they make my tits shake. I can't. Uh, <laughs> That's what it's about. It really You're hurts my tits. Hurts my chest. Yeah. I used to know, but in high school, like I started small on this one that you had to get in and like put your legs around your body. And, and me and my friend are like super tall. So he's like, this is literally we look. This is terrible. And I go, yeah, <laughs> let's go ride an adult roller coaster. And then it was fun. And then I started taking like 
hallucinogens and then going to these theme parks and like waiting in four-hour lines in the July heat, sweating profusely to ride Batman the Ride. And the whole time I kept going, yeah, I know it's a ride. I'm waiting in the fucking line. If I get up there and it's the movie, I'm going to be pissed because I've already fucking seen it. And people around me are like, conversation down, with? guy. Oh, my friends who uh, like – my one buddy like – They thought you were standing in line for a movie? <clears throat> No, they didn't oh, okay. think that. But like, right. you know, you go to the Batman hey. the drink. What the fuck? Batman <laughs> the drink. You just get up there. You have a glass of water with Where's a Batman the logo on it. <laughs> um, yeah, but so that was like fun for me because you're like everything is whipping by and it's like oh, it's just all very intense. <laughs> I can't imagine doing a roller coaster on acid. Yeah, like I, a real roller coaster. I did a lot acid. of stuff on that though. Like really, like try to live like a normal life. You know, really? after that, not not. I mean, no, with LSD, just like no, you could just take it. Like how much LSD do you think you've taken? Quite a bit. I mean, I had I had one time where I thought like I bought it was just a I bought all this acid at a Grateful Dead show in Indiana and I took one and I gave a couple away and none of it worked. And I was like, oh, man, because you take that risk, you get ripped off. You know, that happens. No big deal. So I had 10 extra hits just sitting in my wallet and then I put them in my dresser or whatever. And then on the 4th of July, I was going to my friend Kyle's house and I was like, "Ooh, I'll just take these. I'll eat this whole thing. And then maybe a little bit will affect me, you know, maybe. Because one did nothing, so take ten. <laughs> and I it was a, it was a fifteen minute walk to my friend's house. By the time I got there, I was like, "Uh oh, I've made a huge mistake." And like, could, did, couldn't articulate to my friends that I, what I had done, yeah. so they didn't know. And everyone else is just pounding beers, so I'm just getting smaller on a couch as the couch gets bigger. And then everyone's like, "Hey, let's go outside." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." So everyone goes outside, and I just hang out in the house. I'm like. Just get it together, dude. You know what? Everyone's outside. Go outside. Be a normal person. No one's going to suspect anything. Meanwhile, everything is breathing around me and just things. I'm just like my eyes are like trying to sink back in my head. And then I go outside and I open the glass door to go out in the patio. And the first thing, everyone's having a bottle rocket fight. Oh, and my the God. First, the first thing I see, bottle rockets are flying. Where the first thing I look at is my friend Kyle dropping a lit bottle rocket down. And it lands in the crack of my friend Glenn's ass in his shorts. And he's like, ah! <laughs> and he's running around screaming as this thing's shooting off in his butt crack. And I just, like, stepped back in the house, closed the glass door, and, like, went and sat back on the couch probably for four hours. <laughs> and then my friend showed up in a brand-new hearse that he had just bought, like an ambulance hearse. And he's like, get in the back. We're going to a party. So I get in the back of this. I'm like, oh, coffins go back here. This is weird. And I just sit there, and we go to this other party. I'm just trying to keep it together. Cops come. I got to run, hide in the woods. I'm like... It's a rainforest, and I'm, like, literally in a patch of woods, like, the size of this stool. You know how they just have, like, yeah, yeah. yards in between yards? And I was just, like, my friend comes up behind me. He's, like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was, like, I don't know, dude. I thought I was in the woods. Let's get out of here. I, like, <laughs> took, I went back to my friend's house and took all these sheets off his waterbed and just, like, waterbed. took my shirt off and just laid on it so that I could, like, feel the cool and, like, watched all his wrestling trophies get sucked into the corner of the room for, like, three hours. <laughs> and the next day I had to go to a math tutor. I got up and I like went home. I'm like, uh, I might be retarded for the rest of my life. I walked into my house. My mom's like, how are you? I'm like, great. Pour a bowl of cereal. Go into my room. I turn around. She's still dripping. Oh, yeah. She, I turn around. She's following me. She's holding the bowl of cereal. I look down. I'm holding the milk open. And she's like, did you want the cereal or you just want the milk? And I'm like, oh, mom. Oh, oh yeah, I want the cereal. And she's like, okay. Well, you got to be at that tutor soon. So this lady trying to explain algebra to me. I was like, Ugh. It was awful. When did it start going away? You know, like, I mean, it simmered down when I, by the time I got to the tutor, but I was still like, hi. Like, I was not done. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like staring at her pen on the paper. I'm like, I, just, I, I, I learned nothing, and I just went home and was like, whoo, that was painful to my brain. 
Sleep it off. Because you never think you're going to come back. Like, something like that. You're like, I might never be normal again. Like, that's the fear. Yeah. Because you hear the stories about the guys like, yeah, he thinks he's an orange and society's trying to peel him. You're like, well, I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) Definitely don't want to be that guy. But yeah, that is the fear. Well, that was my, that's the, I don't think that's the, I think that's the part of the reason I never really enjoyed hallucinogens because the only way I enjoyed them is if they were very light. Yeah. Like very light and you just kind of got fun little thoughts. I could live life like this. Fun ideas. Yeah. The second they got too much and you were talking to the shadow people, yeah. I was like, oh, this is, I cannot live life like this. No. I talked to people that take them and they're, there's, they're, I can't remember what drug they were talking about taking, but they're like, you got to take this because there's another world you go to. DMT. And I'm like, DMT. I'm, I'm like, oh, yes, that's exactly what. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't need another world. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. And then you come back and then you're the person full of shit over in the corner that's constantly telling me there's another fucking world, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which maybe there is. I have no idea. But well, have you done Shane it? Moss, no, done I've it? never done it. Shane Moss no. has done it. He's told me about it a bunch. Yeah. And Rogan's done it. They're, they're, everyone's done it. I, I don't have the. You know what? I'm good. Uh, t- at this point, I don't need. I don't need anything else in that regard. You know what I mean? I did all my all that. Like every once in a while, I'll still take shrooms, go to a Dodger game, hang out. You know what I mean? I enjoy the mellowness of that. I enjoy laughing and having a good time and thinking shit's weird when it might not be. And then other than that, eh, just give me like a joint and a couple beers, maybe a vodka tonic. Yeah, I think I keep, think keep going. And I'm like, I just keep listing booze, and then maybe a bottle of liquor, and then maybe and then a Jager yeah, bomb. That's so, like, yeah, then just some heroin, and then I just need some barbiturates, and then it's a day and a hooker. So we'll do DMT tomorrow then. Yeah, DMT. Okay, for, so for wait, did, did, uh, did I'm gonna make sure I gotta make I gotta pick up my daughter. I gotta make sure we're not. Uh, we're fine. Um, uh, can you guys stick around for like say 20 more minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, what about you? Did you ever did you ever do hallucinogens? Nope. No, and the thing is, I used to tour manage bands, right? So really? that shit was around. Oh, what, yeah. What bands? Anyone uh, uh, The Guffs and Citizen King. I was, I was, I'm from Milwaukee. Citizen, so King, both... Citizen King, you heard of them? Yeah. 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 That's um, most. But so that that would be around. Like the, 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 I just, because I was a tour manager, which is now I know why I was chosen for that role. Yeah. Like somebody, if you've, it had to be the, the sane one. This is group, when you have right? to get up and get on the fucking van, get in the yeah, van. Yeah, like, get in the fucking van and do all the driving. So no. And the, and the thing is, I always wanted to try it, but I always, it always had to be what I class, which is ridiculous. Well, it has to be in a safe situation. So if I forget, that's never going to happen, right? Well, it's like, you know, I mean, a, a safe situation to me was always like really good friends, just a couple of really good friends. Yeah. And just try to be outside if you can. Because the inside shit, it's just that's when things go bad. Outside is better. Like if, the woods. If you I mean, by the, the way, I, I don't. I don't condone to anyone young listening to this, no. like to do hallucinogens. I did them, and I. I think quite honestly, if I could take it back, I might. I might only for the sheer curiosity as to see what it would be like if I had never. Do you know what I mean? Because I think yeah. it opened up a lot for me in the sense that, like, my mind got bigger i was willing to accept more ideas and accept more people for being different than me it really helped you in that attribute sense. that to that I, I attribute that my lifestyle to then growing up into this person with a, a little bigger um and what about crack cocaine what, what, what is what, what do we get out of crack nothing dude okay just compra- i just want to no, make sure I mean, we know you're talking about actual like hallucinogens. i'm not yeah. talking about i'm not talking about drugs drugs i'm talking <laughs> yeah. about like mushrooms lsd that kind of thing and and i and and I don't, wouldn't condone it for kids either, but I think 18 to, like, 20 is when you can take it and be like, you bounce back quicker. Yeah. You know, if you were a 40-year-old man, you're like, I've never taken acid before. You take acid, you're well, like, that's my next question. I probably on? should never like, even bother now if I haven't oh, done it I think, it's too, I think it's too late at this point, you know? Plus, you're already, like, 
Like I, I and I'm not saying I would have grown up a lot different. I'm just saying my choices in music, my choices in friends, my idea of what a fun night would be. You know, all that would be different. And then, which makes you a different person. So, I, yeah, I, I definitely, I would, I would never suggest indoors. No, I would always, always suggest outside outdoors woods, during as the much day. Much space as you can find during the day, for sure. I, I just farted during the day Bang, outdoors. Try to put it in your mouth and just and just <laughs> you just wafted that up into your own face. Yeah, I, tried, yeah, I didn't want you guys to have to deal with it. So that was you're taking the bullet. He you're was taking, cleaning it up. On the he was cleaning. He was cleaning. Is that a normal yeah. thing where you're like, I love my own flavor? And so, but the the thing, what was I gonna? Oh, but even like the best laid plans. Oh yeah, turned to shit. Mm-hmm. We took acid one time. As we put it in our mouths, my buddy goes, I think I lost my wallet. We're like, uh, <laughs> looking for something on LA. It's pointless because you're like, did you find it? I'm like, no, dude, but I found these keys and they're shiny. Yay. It's there's, like- there's no, that and the <laughs> feeling of, this. the other feeling is one time we took mushrooms, went down the Ishnatakni on inner tubes and it was beautiful. We had like a, say, let's say we had like a, like a fucking quarter gram of, of water of mushrooms. Uh, me, I'm not going to say names. <laughs> me. Todd, uh, I can't, uh, I'm not gonna. Randy, I, I want to say Derek, Ben, uh, Mike, and uh, and another guy. But if I say his name, everyone. Will so know it's it. like Tim, Brian, and Mark. <laughs> and so we all take mushrooms, and we all go down the Istok. It was really beautiful. It was really fucking so, and it was like raining, but not raining, pouring rain, but just drizzling. Nice. And enough. so no one was out, so you weren't getting sunburned, and it wasn't cold, but it was it was just perfect, and we just kind of fucking floated down we had the greatest time and like I mean, the, the trees were vibrating and like the trees would shake like thunder would hit and we thought it was dinosaurs and it was like so cool and then we get out and I don't think Todd ended up doing them because I think he drove no there were two girls with us the two girls drove the two different cars and do you remember Rain-X? Yes. Yeah. So we had my buddy one of my buddies had just rain the back of his Acura I, th- I want to say remember it was like a hatchback Yeah. and so we all we're driving and we were watching the water bead off, oh, wow. and we were like, we should take just like a couple more mushrooms. Yeah, you got and, greedy, and we got greedy, and all of a sudden we take them, and as they go into my mouth, I start going, "Wow, these started acting fast," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Oh wait, no, they're just kicking in. They, yeah, they haven't even started yet. <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna be, I'm gonna be really fucking high. Yeah, and I was like, I can't look at the Rainex anymore. This is starting to make me crazy, <laughs> and then I. Literally, like we were looking, like leaning back like this. I sit up and I realize they've rainaxed all the windows. I know a rainax box, and I'm watching. I was going to ask why they only did the back window. Yeah. I'm like, that over here. And it's like they're just. I'm just getting beaded by rain. Yeah, I'm like, like motherfucker! It looks like time travel. Yeah, you're just speeding through warp through yeah. warp zone. You're warp like warp zone down the fucking I-10. You go, mother of God, please let it stop raining. That's fucking funny. Yeah, I mean that the other it takes so long to kick in. You're like, am I feeling it? Is this it? Am I am I tripping? Is this crazy? And then you're like, maybe I should take more. And then it's always when you're like, uh oh, I, I, I was a bad mistake. That's the thing. Speaking about waiting in lines, I don't want to have to wait it out if I don't like what I got myself into. Yeah, call, and that, and no, dude, that that's because once you know it's bad, now it's just like, when's this going to fucking end? The, the and that's only, probably going to be an eternity once you've made that decision. The only thing I did when that when things started to go south like that is I would just pound beer. I would drink. Well, that because it, it was like a normal. Yeah, right. Uh, Tuesday. No, it was like a. It was such <laughs> a normal. A- a casual, hey, how you doing? We can have a chat. And then if I had the beer and I could just drink it, but then I never could just like let it out of my hand. So I would just drink like a case of beer. It's exactly what I do. Yeah. Like it did. Uh, like if I ever got uh, too high, 
which yeah. used to happen to me a lot when I was in college. And you get just too high, and all of a sudden it's, it felt mechanical. It wasn't fun. You just feel too much of it. Yeah. I just murder beers. I just murder yeah, fucking Try to beers. take the edge off and just kind of get to that normal. Like, I understand what it's like when I'm drunk. I get that. I understand that. I can deal with that. Like, yeah. the other thing is, like, I can't. All these concepts I have in my head right now are driving me insane. <laughs> just the idea of getting, of it, wanting it to end. I, that is That is a really bad place to be in. Yeah. Well, that's when like it, when you do any kind of. I remember, like, just doing uppers or whatever you want to call it and then like <laughs> having to go to work the next day so like I, my I almost called him my buddy my dealer guy was like oh just <laughs> at do the what time I, he was your buddy ju- yeah I, I thought he was right I was like he goes just do what I do man I play this little game where I just lay down and close my eyes and I don't open them until I either sleep or my alarm goes off and I'm like that sounds like an insane person but okay yeah so I would just do that I would just lay in bed and not open my eyes until like the alarm would go off and I'm like I don't think I slept at all, but I just laid here with my eyes closed, so I kind of feel like I slept, and I can go to work now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I always, it, this is going to sound crazy, I always enjoyed hangovers, but I, a cocaine hangover was not something, no, and I've dude. only had a, literally a handful. Of, I've, I do not and did not do cocaine the way my friends did, only because that next day was... Unimaginable, yeah. The panic. Oh, I'd have to clear I, a week now. I'd have to clear my calendar for a week if I was going to do that. What? So I never did it because of Len Bias. That may be an old reference, but that nope, was enough to not, me. That was one of the first. I, I remember hearing about that, and that that was like I think I was in fifth or sixth grade. That it was, was like, right at the cusp of when that shit was like, yeah, cocaine was like it, the you man. You were just starting to hear about crack. Crack was just this thing now where babies were being born addicted to it. Which, by the way, they found out these crack babies weren't addicted to anything, and they're all living healthy lives now. By the way, really. Yeah, most of them. Oh, okay. Um, Len Bias said right before he died, oh, don't worry about me. I'm a fucking racehorse. <sighs> yep, even racehorses go down. Yeah, I, that Len Bias scared me because they, you, you do, you just, it's like how, we well, all die. What, what I loved is that he did it one time and yeah, he well, died. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. first of all, bullshit. Nobody yeah. does it one time and dies. It's like if he knew what he was doing and he's there, he's done it before. Oh, yeah. He definitely. And I mean, he probably had a heart condition he didn't know about. There's a bunch of things that go into the factoring of that. I just, I literally, the, the panic attack the next day was, I, and I, I, I wish I was a, more of a weed guy. I wish I really could just, like, uh, um, Ryan Sickler. You know Ryan Sickler? Yeah. Ryan Sickler, when I one time drove back from the Irvine Improv, and he smoked a whole joint by himself. And I thought, I want to be able to do that. Like, just... Well, he didn't just get that talent overnight. I mean, he's been putting in (laughs) decades of work. You know, you work at that. He built it up. Yeah, because I I smoked a joint by myself last night, too. And I was like, yeah, okay. But I remember when I was, like, 18, 19, that would have... Especially the... You get weed, California weed. Like, Ryan's from Baltimore. I can guarantee you that him growing up and me growing up... Very similar in the sense that you could buy a quarter of weed for 20 bucks, and it was browner than this table yeah. and just gross as shit. And you'd oh. have to smoke, like, almost the whole bag to get, like, But it worked. I remember smoking that bullshit and becoming very high. Oh, yeah. And then eating the, everything in your parents' fridge because it was just this shitty kind of, like... But you, the weed out here and the weed now is just so much better and so much different. So his tolerance built up from that to, like... Moving to getting good weed to then having weed all the time to then like oh yeah okay I and remember he the, does he can smoke it he puts it down I remember st- I remember my he step up to down. the game uh, we were in 
Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to probably say junior year of high school. I'm going to guess probably junior year of high school. And my buddies called me up. And they're like, hey, we're going to get high and fuck around today. You want to come over? I was like, yeah. And I went over and they pulled out weed and I could smell it. And I went, what is this? And one of the guys was like, my dad, we found it. My dad's. Oh, yeah. And he's like, it's, I think it's really, I think they called it kind, but like that's, and it's like the beginning of ever yes. hearing about kind, but yes. and I was yeah. like, I was like, really? And you, it, it was sticky and I was like, whoa, but what is this? And we took the same amount of hits that we've been. <laughs> and I, I uh-huh. had one of the biggest panic attacks I've ever had in my life because you were, you didn't know what was happening. I didn't, I was like, okay, I've never been high like this. Yeah. I was like, this is too much. I remember walking down in their kitchen Saying over and over again, over and over again in my head, snossages, snossages, snossages. <laughs> and I couldn't stop saying snossages. And I didn't find it funny. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, I was like, I went up to the bathroom and I just felt my very, like, cotton mouth, but like very mechanical. Like my mouth was dry, cotton mouth. And I was You're like, making my mouth dry talking. And about I'm like, it, yeah. I didn't like this and I want it to go away. And I, and I, and I remember looking at my watch being like, it's only been five minutes. And I was like, <laughs> this is going to be a long afternoon. Yeah. And I got in his bed and they all fucking, everyone did their own fucking thing and we were high as fuck. And I just remember being terrified for f- fucking, it's had to be two hours. Yeah. God two damn. hours. You experienced what it's like for your father to wait in a fucking line right there. That's what that was. Yeah. That's where you and yeah. your father came yeah, yeah, together, yeah. right? That's, that's why you got it. God damn it. I'm in a fucking drug line right when now. When is this going to end? Perpetual almost drug called line. my mom and told her I'd smoked weed and I thought I was going to die. Like, just fucking. Yeah, you can't do that. I almost woke my parents up on acid and be like, this is great. And then I was oh. like, ah, probably a bad idea. We'll na- he'll remain nameless, but it's one of my favorite stories. Um, where, where, uh, we were. Um, um, Long time ago, backstage at, at the Kimmel show, guy was walking around, had pot cookies, right? He walks up to me and my buddy. We all know him, but he's going to have to stay quiet yeah. for, the, for the story. And he comes up and he goes, do you guys want some pot cookies? And everyone's like, yeah, cool. And he goes, okay, cool. Um, here's the thing, though. Um, don't eat them like you're hungry. This is just <laughs> pot cookies. And he walks away. And I thought, you know what? Everybody here is adults. They heard what this guy said. No one's going to do that. Oh, my God. And my buddy... He's like, oh, I'm starving. And I was like, all right, man, we'll get some food later, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's food without weed in it. Everybody takes a little bite, puts the bag down. Well, he can't stop snacking. Uh, was I there? No. Oh, because he, he did that. You did that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he did that uh, in front of me, too, at another party. Keep snacking. Do I know this guy? Yes. I think so, yeah. Snacking like they're chocolate chip cookies, dude. Wait, like, mouth his name. What? <laughs> hey. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Okay, so he, go. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. All he, I know you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So he, 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 no one's noticing that he's doing this, and then all of a sudden, I look over and he is just like sitting in the corner, like, like fucked, like, and I'm like, uh, what's up, dude? He goes, I ate all the cookies, and I looked down. I'm like, God damn it, dude! He told us not to eat all the cookies. He's like, I'm really scared right now. Can you stay with me wherever we go? And I'm like. Well, we're here, so that's totally fine. He's yeah. like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, I had to drive him home. The whole way home, he's like, dude, I am like really, really like scared, man. <laughs> I'm like, so, like, oh, he just kept talking about how scared he was. That <laughs> he's is it. scared. He's like, I am like overly scared about this situation. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's going to be fine. We get home, and he's like, you need to stay with me all night. Oh, no, I don't. And I'm like, I really want to go home. And he's like, no, you need to stay with me and stay near me, and I want you to 
watch me breathe all yeah, night. Yeah, let's sleep head to toe, buddy. And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, can you do me a favor? And can you call the guy that gave us these cookies? And I'm like, okay, first off, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Second of all, don't know guys who make pot cookies don't have fucking tech support that you call. <laughs> and there's nothing he's going to say to you other than, remember earlier when, when I, I said, fucking told you don't eat all the cookies? You're a dipshit. That's it. And he yeah. was like, okay, you, I need you to stay with me. Just please stay with me. And I was like, fuck, I got to talk this guy off the ledge. So I sat there, waited for him to fall asleep, and I'm like, I'm the fuck out of here. But like, he was just like, he wouldn't let it go. Like, he just would not stop talking about You're how like scared Dan he was. Dan Aykroyd as Jimmy Carter on uh, Saturday Night Live when the caller is like, we're taking calls with the president right now. And this guy goes like, oh, I just ate some bad acid. <laughs> and the news guy's like, this is hardly a question for the president. And Dan Aykroyd's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he just talks him down. He's like, what you had with the sunshine barrels, uh, what you're going to need to do. But there's nothing you can – when someone is that, like, I, I'm f- fucked, it's like, yeah, you are, and guess what? It's your fucking ride, man. Yeah. I can't I – can't, I don't know what to tell like, you. There are people that like that. Like, uh. like, uh, like, yeah, like, fucking uh, – Rogan, when I first met him, was like, was like, oh, yeah, I like when I eat too much fucking marijuana and I get all in my head and I get to figure things out. I was like, I, that I don't have. I don't like that. I don't like that. And I well, there's, but there's a difference between someone like Joe, who even when he first started, you know, eating weed or whatever it was, already knew, like already knew the effects and what it was going to probably do to his body. So that was just way more intense. But he could deal with that. Whereas someone who barely smoked pot and they're yeah. like, oh, you can eat it. That seems neat. And then they just eat a shit yes. ton of it. And they're like, it just it's in your blood. Then and then you're like. You're I, fucked. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can't open dude. up the and yellow pages looking for ways to get out of it. And it, it doesn't. You know? And you think like I've, I was always cocky. Like, and I was always, in high school. It's like, oh, you're going to drink two beers. I'm going to drink ten. You're going to take two hits. I'm going to take five. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would always do that. And then I went, we got my card, and started getting weed legally. And had I was dating this girl, also a big pot smoker. And I was like, hey, I went and bought a carrot cake, an edible carrot cake, nine X. It said on it, and I didn't know anything. So I was like, nine X. The lady goes, you know, not to eat this all at once, right? And I go, yeah, thank you. You know, like. That's cute. You're, you're, you're adorable. Took it to my girlfriend. I go, you want to just split this? It's supposed to be really strong. <laughs> split it in half. I eat one and a half sheets. The other, we go to Red Lion for beers before the game. We're going to a Dodger game. And by the time we left Red Lion after like two beers, she was on the floor of my car. And she was like, everything you're doing is too big. You're being too big. And I Because I was like singing and laughing. And she was like, no, no, no. Small it down. Small it down. Everything you're doing is too big. And we got to the game. And I, all I remember about the game is we walked in. We each got four hot dogs and two beers. We each sat down. All the food was gone in minutes. The game was over in like five minutes. I was like, I guess it's done. Let's get out of here. And we're walking against everybody. I'm dragging her. And she's like, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. And I run into this, this guy, Scott Defoe, who's a LAPD SWAT guy, but he was patrolling the game in uniform. But I don't see the uniform. I just see him. And I'm like, hey, buddy. And I hug him. And his partner's like, what the fuck? And people walking by are like, look at this hippie hugging cops. Yeah. And the guy was like, he just kind of, he's like, how are you, man? I go, I'm real good, man. This is my girlfriend. And I look back at her and he looks at her and she's like, <laughs> and he just says, he's like, are you guys okay? And I go, everything's great, dude. And he's like, careful getting home. I was like, don't worry. It's going to take me like six hours to find my car. And I just <laughs> wander off and dragged around a parking lot at Dodger Stadium for two hours the whole time. She's like, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. It was awful. It was awful. But that's once it gets in, you like that you can't. You just can't do anything. Once you've eaten that, you're like, I could try to shit. I could try to throw up, but it's not going to make any difference. It yeah. gets in your blood and you're fine. It gets in your blood. Yeah. They say if you eat food, it, it helps take it away. My guess is, yeah. It's the same with alcohol. Like, if you can absorb it with something in your stomach, you're probably better off than if you're just empty stomach guy and you start. Do you ever hear the story about Yoshi? 
No, oh, I like Yoshi. Yeah, I love that guy. Yoshi goes out to the Brea Improv, and he gets into the green room, and Joey Diaz uh, pulls out one of his banana bread cakes. So Joey says, on these banana bread, it's like a big banana bread. And like he a loaf. Cuts a loaf. Yeah. It's a loaf, and Joey cuts a slice, thin slices, and Joey will have half. Half a slice. Dog, I want to get fucked up. I take a whole slice. So he fucking cuts it up and says to everyone, if you want some, have some. Yoshi missed the part of the lecture oh, where no. he found Did out it was... No? Lana and ate like nine pieces. <laughs> oh, no. It's the no one told him? No, one, but no, maybe they said it, but Yoshi didn't understand it. Yoshi, for those of you who don't know, is a Japanese-speaking Korean. Korean-speaking Japanese guy. Is he? Is Something, yeah, yeah, oh. one or the other. Okay. He's, he's not whatever the fuck language he speaks. Oh, gotcha. And so, <laughs> Spoken like a true drunk uncle. Yeah. He's not whatever fucking language his fucking guy speaks. All I know is well, he's he was, not it's, goddamn it's American. Of, it's okay? part of whatever it makes him interesting. Is right. that he grew up, he, he's Korean, and but he, he grew, grew up, up in, in Japan. Right. And so, and so he grew up with a lot of hate. Um, so anyway, himself. he gets on stage. Joey says, dog, you ate fucking nine? And Joey, you, you know, she gets on stage, and he starts feeling like he's flying. He's like, oh, I feel like I'm not touched, touched to the ground. And then he goes back and he's like, Joey, I think I had a lot of those. And Joey starts laughing. Yoshi went over to the parking lot and sat in his car in the parking lot across the brand prop for nine hours. <laughs> wow. Nine, and Joey called him, kept calling him like every fucking 30 minutes. How you doing, Yoshi? And he's like, oh, Joey, I, I'm doing, I can do the accent. But. Yeah. <laughs> to make it more racist. Yeah, so, but yeah, it, yo, yeah, that was a fucking... All right, I gotta go pick up my daughter. All it's right, two o'clock. Thanks for doing um, our show, Bert. Dude, thank you. I really appreciate <laughs> yeah. you guys having me on. <laughs> you were a great interview, buddy. A great just, interview. I just give you the fucking. I wish we could get a copy of this to put, put it on our show. That's right. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll just yeah. Uh, Comes out at the same time. Remember, don't why don't I just give you a fucking copy for real? I fucking did that. Like I interviewed myself. <laughs> oh, dude, but it's. I remember great, don't do drugs, stay in school, and uh, yeah, go parasailing. Eight hours or... of milk a day. So wait, when am I gonna do your podcast? Uh, you tell us, man. When are you gonna do? I'm back. I'm back in September. Is that what you're doing this week right now? Yeah, to get I'm, to... I'm gone for the next month. On Triplet? Yeah, no, Birth Conquer. Oh, cool. So, yeah, the... Jesus, two shows, man. Yeah. So we'll see. Good for you, dude. Is anyone else sweating their tits off? Yeah, it's getting yes, started. It's finally it started. The sun's just hot, starting right? to come out. Yeah. Um, Do wait, we plug your, plug your shit real quick. Uh, well, first of all, my name is John Huck. This is Brian Irwin. <laughs> I said that at the beginning. Oh, you did? Well, I haven't said it yet. But oh, oh you did. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering if we ever get introduced. Uh, podcast is called uh, Hollywood Anonymous. And the idea behind it is me and Brian together have 30 years and combined in Hollywood and no one knows who the fuck we are. Hollywood Anonymous. So we have guests on from all walks of life within the entertainment industry, whether it's grips, gaffers, writers, comedians, actors, producers, directors, and kind of just want to hear everyone struggle with living in Hollywood and making it today. And you've got a super interesting story and we'd love to have you on. Oh, but our, fuck yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's story is that there's always the ridiculous story. Somebody showed up on somebody's doorstep to yeah. get started. I moved and there's out always here with something. nine friends and for nine of them were, for eight of them were cokeheads and I'm the only one left. <laughs> Ashley, Ashton Kuchers is, I went, I went out there. I tell you, I give myself seven days. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I booked you out to the show. I'm in the yeah. TV show. And, and Ashton is nice. And I've always said this about him is that he, is just disconnected because he didn't have any struggle. There no struggle. Literally, no struggle. Not like a struggle. He in was the world. here for a second, probably banged three models, and then got a job on that seventy <laughs> show. No, he literally. I met when I met. I interviewed him one time, and I walked into the green room. He was a. He's. It was. He was just the nicest guy in the world, and he was like. Uh, I like walked in. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" Like just really like. I was like, "Not much." What are you doing? He's like, "Ah, working on a deck at my house." 
I was like, really? He's like, yeah. I and said, he was probably building it himself because he's a, his dad is a carpenter. And... Yeah. And he was very nice, but there was no, like, none, there's no jadedness to him because he literally, I think he, I'm not even lying, I think he said, I'll give myself a week. Yeah. And if I don't make it in a week, I'll go home. Well, he's the there, anomaly, right? He's that yeah. story that everybody tries to hold themselves up to, which is ridiculous. Oh, you never know. I mean, yeah, yeah, but, you're not an underwear model, bro. It ain't happening for you. Like, I'm, I, I, get, I, didn't, I didn't give myself any time frame, but I got a, I I got a development deal within six months. Your story is also pretty, pretty, pretty rare. Yeah, like you, rare. they did that. Optimus Prime is that Turbo? Who's that? Yes, no. that's it. I don't know. Let's call him in. By the way, that sounds like a motorcycle stereo. Guys, Dean Del Rey is here, everybody. Come on yeah, in. It is a motorcycle. <laughs> it's one of those, I think it's one of those three-wheeled motorcycle things. No, dude. Get those things out of here. The kind that Kenny Powers drove around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I fucking hated those things. That, I can imagine them sitting around in a writer's room going, what is the biggest asshole vehicle we could put this guy on? And it's the fucking Can-Am three-wheeled motorcycle. Those things are fucking ridiculous. Motorcycles in general are fun as fuck. If I couldn't ride one of those three-wheelers. No. I mean, I could around someone's yard if I was doing donuts can and I, I was tell drunk. You, how come they don't make bicycles with a sidecar? I don't know. It would be like a giant training wheel. It might not be very maneuverable. Maybe that's the problem. But, but their idea is like you can tow your kids if yeah, you have I to. I want a sidecar. That would yeah, be kind I mean, of fun. I'd like to p- attach a sidecar to my bicycle. Why don't you start by attaching a sidecar to your car? I want to put a sidecar uh, on each side. <laughs> Even better. What is that, an X-Wing fighter? No, dude, it's my minivan. I just put two sidecars on it. And, and then uh, I want to be able to never be able to pedal because there's too much stuff attached to this thing now. <laughs> yeah, I can I get fucking the- pedal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it would have to be... If anybody could make it, my friend Chris is a, it could weld and work with steel. Kenny? He could, he could make it. Let, tell him I'll employ him to build. I I almost bought uh, a petty pedicab for my wife. Wow! Because I was like, so I was like, the, so we do drop off at two different schools. That's why I have to go pick up Isla because they both let out at the same time. So, but Leanne has to do has to meet with Georgia's teacher. So that's why I'm getting Isla by myself. But normally when I'm gone, Leanne will have to get both kids. So Isla's drop offs early. She's gonna go get George. She'd get Isla then Georgia. And it's so close that we're like, fuck, it's too far to walk. It's a mile away. It's too clear. Yeah, it's so close to drive, though. And it's too much traffic to drive with two kids on the street because you can't get on Riverside or on any of these roads. So you can't I, bike I, on that shit, though, either, can you really? Do you trust people if you were on a bicycle? I don't hear. No, I, I mean, I, I, I ride my bike around a lot. But you, but with your kids. Yeah, yeah, but like, but just like not far. Like, yeah. just like literally, and it's nice. like night, like dusk. Where we'll ride in circles, uh, like around the block or yeah. whatever. But um, but I, I looked into getting a pedicab for Leanne so that she could put the girls in, get them to school, drop off Georgia, drop off Isla. I am in Portland. Um, <laughs> hang on, that's odd. Yes. Um. So uh, is that an email asking if oh, I can feature for you? No, it's a text for uh, for my best friend growing up, oh. who I think was probably in that fight. Weicho, and uh, <laughs> he didn't do the peeing though. No, did he? no, no. That and person. He, uh, that's the he hero. just moved to L.A. He's like, well, hang out all the time. I was like, I'm never here. And then he just texted me, are you in Portland this weekend? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, great. I am too. Oh, cool. So, See, isn't that funny how you can live in the same city with somebody, but you end up hanging out with them in a completely different city? Yeah. That's the only time you ever see them. New York and, and fucking on the road than that's why, ever here. That's why when I, I remember doing Bridgetown in Oregon, and it was such a fun time. But it was so funny because all these comics I absolutely love. And I love hanging out with them, and I love talking to them. Never see him when I'm here. We live probably less than ten minutes away from. But it's each more other. fun when it's in a different environment. Yeah, though. I it's think like it's just summer camp. Doing the road, like when we were doing the road, like that was fun as fuck. Just yeah. to party. Yeah, like those. The road's the best. Like getting out on the road with a comic you like. That's you guys the watch thing. them work and they get to party with them at night, and then you guys make each other laugh, and then do a podcast. 
Fuck. All right, I literally have to go. Yeah, all right. Thanks awesome. for, having, Thank us you for having us. All right, I love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Oh, did you plug anything? Did you plug anything? Uh, my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at John Huck, J O N H U C K. I'm on Twitter, but you better off finding me on Facebook. Brian Irwin with a Y. Brian Y. Irwin E. Goodbye. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.